0: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Monday. Yes, it is. Uh, it's August 28th. We are here live. Um, unfortunately, you just missed a killer open I just did for about five minutes, but I was talking to myself. Uh, it's definitely Monday. I'm tired this morning. We have got, There's just a lot going on. A lot of things are kind of piling up right now, um, and... <sighs> The harder I work, the less I sleep. I just don't understand that phenomenon. When I get into a time like this where I'm just really, really busy all the time and putting in long days and doing both physical and mental, you would think I would just fall into bed at night exhausted, but I don't. So I forgot to press the button this morning. I'm not really awake yet. I have a lot to talk about. I was already talking about it. I just uh, just need my brain to catch up this morning. And we should be okay. So uh, it is a free for all today. You can jump in any time you want. We will um, we will be taking your calls and questions. So line them up. Eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. My open was all about as much as I hate to say it all about uh, covid. They're they're pushing it again. We're closing schools. There's a couple groups that have put mask mandates in place. Seem to be an awful lot of people getting sick. They say they're closing schools because they too many students and too many staff calling off. Well, I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look, but I don't remember any years that I can think of where this started in August. Usually, after we go back to school. And that's logical. If you've ever had kids in school, you know, they get sick constantly. They bring it home. People at home get sick. That's just a pattern. We've seen it forever. But never really seen this pattern where we have so many people getting sick, they're shutting down school systems. I think I've heard of several already. And some places bringing back mask mandates. The vaccine, they're pushing a new vaccine already for all of the... we. We have at least three new variants that seem to be a big concern all of a sudden. One of these variants that they're worried about, there's only three cases in the world. I didn't realize we were monitoring any of this stuff so closely. If we're monitoring this this closely, why don't we know more? Why don't we have real data about how effective the vaccines are? They're already writing articles about how effective this new vaccine is in testing what testing why don't we ever get to know why don't we ever get the details about any of this testing this time's going to be very very different obviously i think everybody gave in a little bit last time yeah i'll wear the mask because i don't want to punish the store owners i don't want to cause a problem i'll just wear the mask i said it i did it especially living in a small town most of the time i just didn't bother going out Going to order everything I need. But when I did go out, if it was local, I put the mask on. Not this time. Not going to happen. That mask is not going on. And clearly, uh, the vaccine is never an option. But now they're pushing for a triple vaccine right now. They want you to go in and get the new COVID vaccine, which we seem to know absolutely nothing about. They want you to get a flu vaccine, which we know. That has never, ever been very effective at all. And now a new RSV vaccine, too. And I don't know anything about that. Does anybody? What RSV vaccine? Is it an mRNA? When was it tested? You could spend all day trying to go research this stuff and still not understand what's going on. But the, the scary part is it's coming back now. Something else that seems a little odd. I've been watching the numbers, the economy and the industry. Trucking's kind of making some comebacks in some places. The the rates are looking like they're moving up. The tender rejections um, are down. There's some signs that, and that really shouldn't be happening this time of year. There's no big pressure from anywhere. So it Again, is very, very confusing. Are we, I, a lot of people never even found the bottom this time. Some people didn't even get close to the bottom, and yet we might be coming back out. And that um, that seems a little odd too. So, you know, I've talked about real estate prices. We've been watching real estate. The prices here actually started to move back up a little bit. Real estate's doing the same thing. Um we've got a big decision to make. Uh, I it, it's time. I we need to invest some cash and uh we're just going to have to make a tough decision I think because none of the signs are clear. And it was the same way a year ago. I thought we should have been seeing bigger drops in real estate prices a year ago and and we haven't. So it's uh it's a very very confusing economy. The if if we have some sort of run on COVID again, and they start doing goofy stuff. It's, it's, uh, really tough to say what could happen here. Um, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. We have some calls coming in. I'm going to get to them here in a minute. A couple other things I want to talk about. Um, Most of the time on the weekends, I really just try to avoid the news completely. Now, I I mostly avoid social media. I might get on and post something if I'm, you know, got some downtime. But for the most part, I, I just kind of avoid it. I try to get away from the news, social media, all of that. And I get back to real life, at least on the weekends. So I there was a a story over the weekend and and Lisa just mentioned it to me and I didn't go read about it. And it was a uh, a semi-truck and trailer went off a bridge crossing the Columbia River here in Oregon and ended up in the river, which is really unusual. I mean, never happened since we've been living here. Not that I remember. Then like a day later, And I don't remember if this was Friday and Sunday or what days it was, but it was all over the weekend. And like I said, I didn't even go read the first article. Then she says, two more trucks crashed into the river. Like, what? What are you talking about? There's no way. There is a way. Two more trucks ended up in the river, not on that bridge. On another stretch of I-84, they were both doubles. Um. But it was two separate incidents. I thought maybe they got tangled up with each other and both ended up in the river somehow. But it turns out two separate incidents. So that's three incidents over the weekend of semis ending up in the Columbia River. How bizarre is that? Now, when I saw the doubles and I saw two different incidents, but they both ended up in the river, it reminded me of something. Back when I was running doubles from Akron to Columbus every night, <clears throat> there was a stretch on 76 West. You're heading over towards Lodi. You got all the big truck stops over there in Lodi. Somewhere around Ritman, if I remember right, it was somewhere in that area out there. They were doing construction and they had created a crossover lane through the median. So the westbound would cross over to the eastbound side and... You would run in one lane over there. They had the barriers down the middle. No big deal, except the first couple of nights I was heading out that way in the crossover lane. There was a set of doubles on their side in the median, right, right through the median as they were crossing. And I thought, wow, well, that's bad. A couple nights later, there was another set in there. Again, same thing. And a couple nights later, it happened again. Now, those are just the ones I saw. I don't know how many got messed up in there, but they had to rebuild that whole crossover lane. And I will tell you, crossing over that thing with the set of doubles was after the first night I went through there, I was slowing down to like 30 miles an hour to go through that crossover. That's how crazy it was. So that's what I thought. But that doesn't seem to be the case here in Oregon. There doesn't seem to be anything Um, common about these three incidents. How weird is that? There's too many weird things going on in our world. Uh, What else do I want to talk about? I had a bunch of notes here. You know, I've got kind of a big picture idea. I think I'm going to hold off on that. I think I'm going to work on it a little bit more. Um, We'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll just jump into... The calls. Let me look real quick. Yeah, I don't see any real news. Nothing really important here, so we'll find out what's on your mind today instead. Let's go to Kentucky. Steve, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind today? A
1: couple of things uh, before I get to Estes. Uh, yeah, that, that was a real shit show on the spaces the other day. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, I don't know if you're hearing this. I don't know if you're hearing it like we are because I'm listening through the app uh, live when I do it or or by or or uh, by recording. And what we're hearing is Mac volume is about two and a half times louder than anybody else, including you. So on there. Like, yeah, first so off, he is. He's right up on the mic anyhow, and he's so aggressive. Right. He sounds like somebody that's just standing in your face, right in front of your face, yelling at you, spitting on you. Yes. And that's, that's, <laughs> and that's, that's it, what it, I picture with this guy. So, all right, he's a first class asshole and a jerk first. I, I'll tell you that. It, I, and that's what we get as the listener is that he's a jerk, okay? He, and, and, uh, and, and I'll and tell I'm, you he's yeah, not. Like, do I hear him on.
0: He's really. He may not, not be,
1: but yeah, if, I know. If he's on. I know. If he's on, I'm cutting it off. You know, it's that bad. And he knows it's that bad if you need that feedback.
0: (laughs) He he even knows he comes across that way. You know, Mac and I go way back. The the first time I ran into Mac was way back when I think it was the ELD protest. And they were, whenever it was that they kept talking about going to D.C. over and over and over. Him and I went around a couple times back then. Um, He's not a bad guy. His heart's in the right place. Got good intentions, <laughs> really. I mean, I, and, and and it's hard to see because you're right. He comes across very aggressive. You're now right. That,
1: well, that, and he may run a very successful business, but it's like he is. He's got all these little puppies under him that he feels like he's got to defend. It seems like that's what he. If he is the good business person that you're talking about, that's he what is. it seems he like knows that, what he's doing. he feels like he has. He has to. He has to protect all these little puppy dolls. And, and 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 that's what he—he's that, you know, the big protector, and he gets on there because he's able to—he's able to articulate in a very loud and obnoxious manner. And like I say, he just—he blows out the competition with his voice and with his jerk. Well, Being a jerk, since, <laughs> I'll be honest,
0: yes, yeah, since Monday. Uh, I have totally disengaged from that whole group. I just don't respond to them on. Yeah, I'm not blocking anybody. I haven't muted anybody. I still see everything. I'm just not responding because Monday kind of told me, you know, if you think about the spaces for a while there, we were I think we were making some progress. You know, we we, we weren't oh, yeah. screaming at each other. We might once in a while, but no big deal. I mean, we each person was getting to get their point across. We were kind of coming to some agreements on some things. And then we kind of came to some areas where we said, look, we'll probably never agree on this. But we were still kind of talking, and it was somewhat civil. And I, I was encouraged by that. Monday and and all yeah. of the posts since kind of last Friday, and that's why I did Monday, because... The post on Friday went off the rails. You know, look, you can tell me my ideas are stupid all day long. Doesn't bother me a bit. But when you start attacking my character, I'm going to disengage because that—that's that, just not useful in any way. So when they start accusing me of being part of the whole collusion idea that we're controlling (laughs) rates, now Craig Fuller and I are in collusion to help the big brokers and big carriers control rates. The minute you start those personal attacks, I'm done. I, they're, they're, I'm just not going to keep doing this. Yeah. So I, I, I disengaged. They're still spewing all kinds of stuff. I saw a bunch of stuff over the weekend. How I have hate in my heart, and I've never helped anybody. That that those are the kind of statements they yeah. make. Oh, I. That
1: know. That's, that's completely useless. Yeah. Right now, now I'll give, I will. There's one guy in their group that's that's very respectful. He gets his point across. I don't agree with him all the time, uh, very much, but he's a very nice guy as Tech. Uh, the guy is, he, he He seems like the kind of guy that would be a good guy to sit down and talk to. You know, mean, no it? problem. Yeah, uh, Like I say, Texas, Texas is, seems like a very nice guy, but, very respectful when he's on there with, with
0: you, even though it, he
1: disagrees with you. Well, no, let me, let me, let me clarify on, something,
0: on, though. Let me clarify something. Uh His posts are some of the worst. His post, he was the one that called me out at fraud over and over and over. Fraud, you're morally bankrupt. He went deep into it. Is that
1: when he apologized? But that's what he does.
0: This is what he does. So on the posts, it's Dr. Jekyll. On the space, it's Mr. Hyde. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean that. You know, well. (laughs) <laughs> but then th- then 15 minutes later, he goes and makes another post, and he's making all kinds of crazy personal attacks, like the morally bankrupt, you're a fraud, wow. you're ripping people off. You're in co- He's the one that posted I was in collusion with Craig Fuller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then he comes on oh, the space, and that. you're right. He's now, like, so I'm saying, sorry, don't we didn't, don't, we don't need to do them. that. Right, and, and, right. right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just need to so disengage the from focus, the whole group. But,
1: well, I reckon that I, that, I thought it was yeah, going somewhere. Somebody, like, like, it's somebody,
0: not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like when he gets to talking, he seems like a very nice guy. But I agree. Um, yeah. I don't... Yeah. Look, you, they're going to uh, disagree with everything in the group. It just it just got to be such a shit show last week. That was bad. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Estes. Uh, I've... I've always they have always been a company that I've I put up at the top of the hill. I agree uh, because of the way they the way that they have uh, comported themselves over what ninety two three years now. Um, the fourth generation right now is the CEO. Uh, the fifth generation right now he's out of college, but he, they, they all of the all of the ones that have been CEOs started out sweeping the docks. They started it- out. They, they started doing that. They worked on the docks. They did yard jockey work. They did all this stuff. Now, the family made them go to go go to college and get transportation logistics degrees and business degrees. But then they came back. They didn't go right into management. They went came back and started driving a truck. Yeah, they drove local. They wanted to, they want their, yeah. their their CEOs. Every one of them there know exactly what it's like when the old man in back 1931 started that company. They know that, that they, they know what that driver's going through because right. they've done every job in that company. And that's why they will be around. Now, I was at Carolina Freight from 81 to 94, and in 89, when old man Dean, who started in 32, he was like, they all started about that time, you know. And when he, when he died in 89, the son-in-law went out. Uh, he had an MBA from Duke. He went out and bought a corporate jet. And 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 I knew then the beginning of the end was coming. It didn't take five years from there. I knew it. I just knew right. it then. But right. the funny thing was, was was old man old man Beam has ridden in my truck before. Oh yeah. Uh, old man uh, old man Beam would fly. He would not fly. So Carol uh, at, at their home office in Cherryville, which was about five hours from where I am, uh, they had a, they had about. Two dozen trucks that had a jump seat over there. You know, LTL trucks didn't have oh, yeah. anything over, no, over right. on No, right. I side except if they had that little box there, a yeah. little box air condition, it might throw a little cool air out maybe. But right. so they had about 25 trucks with a jump seat. If Old Man Bean wanted to go visit a terminal, he would ride with the drivers. And he rode with me one time, and I, I think I took him up to Brooklyn or somewhere. Um, and, and, and I asked him, I said, why don't you fly up there? He says, I know what's going on in my co- company by sitting down. Riding and riding 10, 12 hours with you guys, ten hours how with you guys, s- how smart. and 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 it, us talking and I'm listening, and that yeah, you know, that's exactly yeah. what he how did, smart. and that's why you know that's why I, Estes is still here because the old man from 1931 is the same guy, fourth generation, the CEO right now, and is a billionaire.
0: And that's so, so rare. That, that,
1: oh, they have no debt.
0: No you know, debt. We, we've talked <laughs> about that pattern of family businesses when it gets to sometimes just the second generation can th- screw it up. A lot of times it's the third. Oh, yeah. We've talked about it. There's a story about Arrow. I talked about that one. It, it, it's pretty common. And that's just not in trucking. That, that's every business. Yeah. But there are some that do it that's right. And, character. <laughs> and, and this sounds like it. I'll give you another one. Um the, the guys that on ATBS, um, the Amons, uh, three brothers, uh, Todd and Jeff and Matt. Oh, yeah. Um, they grew up in a family-run trucking company their grandfather had started. So they were third generation. Their father took over the company, and it just kept getting better. Um, great trucking company. Those three grew up exactly like you just said. They were they were doing stuff in that trucking company as soon as they were old enough to be able to hold a wrench or roll a tire or drive a truck or move stuff around the yard or whatever it was. And they grew up working in that company. And then the same thing, they went to college, got finance and business degrees and came out and you know, it, that was a totally different story. In fact, they made the company successful enough. It got bought and, then they started ATBS and made that really successful. And the interesting thing was, I've told the story, Todd had lots of money to start ATBS. They, they had sold that their, their trucking company for a lot of money. And yet Todd didn't act like he had a lot of money to start a company. He started it in his basement with one employee. He was doing the bulk of the work. And he, you know, I talk about traveling in the coach because it, it's just nice to be able to get around the country like that and meet people. And I hate flying. And he, he kind of did the same thing, except he went out and bought like an old raggedy $20,000 bounder RV and piled his whole family into it one summer. And they went around camping and he would stop and visit every trucking company he could find. That's how he started it, even though he had all wow. that money. Who's an and, incredible store. They do
1: now. I mean, they, 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 yeah, yeah, and they. I mean, just like at Landstar, they're you know they're they're a tight partner with Landstar. I oh, don't absolutely, use them in particular, but but they are a good company. I know a lot of guys do. I know a lot of guys that use them for the taxes. Uh, yeah, I tell everybody do do your own profit gauges and then let them or somebody else. I like I like, uh, I like uh, your, your group up in Washington. There, I, I like like your group that you've got yeah. affiliated with. They're great guys up there. Um, But I tell them, you know, let let them do that. I'm not as wild about their, their accounting now because it's gotten more AI about it. I like uh, I like I like I like the person to do their own accounting so they'll know those numbers. And yeah, stuff. exactly. So when they call Kevin Rutherford they are going to they they can answer your questions. <laughs> Nobody else seems to be able to answer those. But yeah. uh, but uh, but uh but no that that but that thing with Estes so that, they're the fourth largest LTL company now that Yellow's out. Of hey I did, mean, you know? Did, and they're, you know the, the, the thr-
0: You know I, I yeah. mentioned Estes had put in a bit of 1.2 billion. 2- billion dollars for uh, yellow's terminal the yep. next day one of the other ltl companies who was it old dominion old dominion put in a bid at 1.5 billion
1: now that's another fine company yeah. publicly traded so we get to see everything about them uh but i actually know the ceo there uh I actually we have a family friend family we have family friends uh, that that we we've been at a couple of weddings in their families together before. Yeah, so I've talked to him fairly it's, extensively, uh, and and he's just he's down to earth. He's you know, that's those, a very very big company. Those and are he's big a, moves. He's a down to earth guy, but they, the people that well the people that the people that 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 the people that work for this guy yeah you know, they say he's down to earth with with them too. But it wasn't just because I was at a wedding with him that he was down to earth with me. But yeah, but they say that he's like that. Yeah, well here's here's what that one point three and one point five did. It gives them a floor. They will have an auction later, and they may even actually now that they see what what it's kind of worth. The very the bottom right now is one point five b. Right. And and if it sold the whole thing, that's what old Dominion would pay. So now the bankruptcy court is mulling whether or not to break them up into lots and 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 putting them up for bid in certain lots. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Estes bought Estes bought a lot of terminals from ABF that were Carolina terminals back in 94. Uh, that's when they started growing. Actually, when I started in 81, Essex was a four-state company. They were Maryland, Virginia, you know, Richmond, their home offices. North Carolina, South Carolina. That was it. They were very regional.
0: You know, uh, They are all
1: over the country now. They're even in Alaska and Hawaii. I mean, they're all over. Uh,
0: Here's one of the reasons LTL is such a difficult business and such a different animal and, and a lot of people don't understand. Um, you think about giant You know, truck load carriers, they don't have a whole lot of real estate to manage very often. They might have some drop yards here and there if they get big enough, but for the most part, a couple terminals, if that, some don't even, you know, some run out of one location. LTL is all about managing real estate, something that has almost nothing to it do is. with trucking, but it is a huge part of that operation. You have to have terminals, and terminals are expensive. That's a that's a much more you go to rent. You go to rent one it's about seven hundred dollars a. Uh, yeah, it's about
1: seven hundred dollars a dock door per month.
0: Right. Uh, if you go to rent, it's a, it's a so that's a whole different animal. That's very yeah. expensive. You you get your terminals in the yeah, wrong so, place uh, or you know, it, it can really cost you.
1: Yeah, it is. So. Well look, I'll let you get on to everybody else. So are you gonna have a uh, uh, are you gonna have a space today?
0: No. No, that was just a pop oh, no. up last week to address no, 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 no. all those weird issues. We'll we'll have our normal uh three spaces. <laughs> um
1: Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So it's Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, right. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate everything y'all
0: do. All right. Thanks Thanks. for the call. Let's, uh, let's grab another call. Hey, we've got phone lines open. Normally the calls are slammed by now, but, uh, we've got lines open, jump in and join us. 855-950-3835. Hopefully I'm starting to wake up a little bit here. I am tired. Um, I talked about it once in the open, but nobody heard that one. Uh, we've just been really, really busy lately and it's not going to change. Um, We've got a lot going on and everything's coming to a head all at one time. Um, We have our big trip we're trying to plan. We have a small trip um, we're trying to plan up to Bellingham. My son and his wife are going to have a little girl here soon, so we want to get up there for that trip before we leave on the big trip. Um, We'll probably be taking off out of here in October. But they're not going to get our coach done till September 29th. So that's cutting us a little close on that because I also need to take another short trip, like at least a weekend, in the coach um, because you always find stuff wrong. This is the most extensive work we've ever done on it. It's been in the shop since last November, if I remember right. No, maybe maybe I got it in early in spring. It's hard to tell now, but it's been in there a long time. Um, So when it comes out, we need to get a trip done. So that's two trips we have to schedule before the big trip. And there's a lot going on everywhere. Um, I'm actually shutting the garden down early. Unfortunately, I have to. I've already started to shut the garden down, but there's a lot still to do. I mean, when I say shut it down, not everything, just trying to close up some things early that you know, aren't quite as important, but I've got huge harvest coming here soon. And I'm going to decide what we're going to do with all this. Um, And we got to get out of here by about October 10th or so um, in order to make all the travel work. So it's a hectic time. And unfortunately, for some reason, when things get like this, the harder I work, the less I sleep. And I'm just back in that pattern again. Physically, I'm feeling good. My diet's nice and clean. It's just the uh, sleep issue again. I think I may have discovered one of the issues. This last week has been really bad. And the problem has been instead of kind of being sleepy and falling asleep, I am just loaded with energy. Um, I think I may have identified why. I wanted to make some ice cream the other day. And I have a recipe I always use from Bulletproof and I never remember it because I don't make it that often. So I went to go look it up and I saw Bulletproof had a brand new recipe for ice cream. And I looked at it and I thought, whoa, that's bizarre. Uh, so I tried it. it. I don't know how to describe it. It's not great, but it's not awful either. I kind of liked it in a weird way. And then I, I thought, okay, I, can, I think I can make this better. So here's the idea. We might as well just call it Bulletproof ice cream. It's got equal parts butter and coconut oil. Now, this is ice cream. Normally, when I think of making ice cream, I think of what base are you going to use? Are you going to use heavy cream? Are you going to use half and half? Are you going to use a mixture? Or are you going to skip dairy completely and make it with coconut cream, which I really like? I I would rather not consume a ton of dairy. Uh, For one thing, it's always hard to get good quality dairy. Um, So I like coconut milk ice cream a lot, coconut cream ice cream. Um, So I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of coconut cream or some sort of cream as a base, but there wasn't. Here's the ice cream. It is seven tablespoons of butter and seven tablespoons of coconut oil and three, ta- roughly, I'm rounding some things off here, three tablespoons of brain octane. So now we've got butter, coconut oil, and brain octane. We have no real base yet. There isn't any kind of dairy or, or coconut cream. Then, then it is eight eggs. So four whole eggs and four egg yolks. So I'm thinking about this now. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this isn't ice cream. This is like health food. I mean, we've got eggs and of course I'm using, you know, good high quality eggs. We've got good grass fed butter, good coconut oil, some brain octane. This isn't dessert. This is like, you know, a bowl of energy. And in the Bulletproof recipe, they use um, erythritol or xylitol as the sweetener. So it's very, very keto, very high fat, really very low sugar. Very low carb overall. Now, I really don't like xylitol or erythritol all that much. And I have plenty of room in my diet for carbs. So I'm making mine with honey, with good, high quality honey, and actually quite a bit a quarter cup. Um, that's quite a bit in this. And it tastes good. And um, now, what I'm going to do though, that first batch was a little odd. I mean, it's got kind of a weird texture. Taste was really good. I liked it with the honey. And I, I, put, uh, I put cherries in mine. We, we have great cherries out here in the gorge. and We canned a bunch of cherries when they were in season. So I used some of that cherry juice and cherry to flavor the ice cream. Flavor was really good. Texture's a little weird, uh, but I think I have an idea. I'm going to take that recipe and I'm going to add one can of coconut cream to it. And I think it's gonna come out good. But I gotta stop eating this stuff at night. I've been eating it after dinner. Um, and I think part of the problem is it just like supercharges me with energy. And I'm not even falling asleep till like two thirty in the morning now. I was up writing a bunch of stuff last night. But I gotta stop that because my sleep has just tanked again and I'm starting to feel it. So i got to get that back on track. Uh, Phone calls are coming in, so I think we're going to uh, check them out. Let's go to Oklahoma. Paul, welcome to the program. Howdy. Is it Estes or Estes? Estes.
2: I've been corrected. It's Estes. Estes There you go. So I had a very interesting speedometer reading on the weekend. (laughs) I had, across my odometer, I had... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and on the trip meter had eight, nine, zero. Wow! I was learning to count again. Wow! So I set it up to happen like that, though. So. Oh, there you go. Not many, not many opportunities did, to get that. So, did you get a picture of it? Sure it? Okay, I put it on good. On Facebook, so. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, with the COVID stuff, yeah, I got a new saying: "They can kiss my maskhole."
0: Yeah, I-, I like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we need something. Look, yeah. here's here's the way I see it. Here's what I'm pushing for this time, and I'll be just totally upfront and honest about it. I am going to be encouraging people to completely disobey all of these recommendations, and I don't care if they become mandates or laws. We need to just completely disobey them this time strongly and be vocal about it. Everybody it. needs to. Yeah, I'm on board with it. Yeah. Just yep. tell everybody, not no, but hell no. That should be our saying. Yep. Maybe that'll be our slogan. Yep. Not no, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, uh, so I ordered uh, stuff from you.
2: Thank you. Last week or the week before, whatever it was. Well, it, it showed up last Tuesday, but I didn't get home till yesterday. So <clears throat> I'm on day one of
0: cardio miracle and light balance. and Ah, you'll love it. Yeah. So. You know, I had to. Um, yeah. I, I, You know, I've always said I always have one serving a day. Never skip that one serving. Occasionally, I have two. With the way things have been going, it was funny. Lisa said this to me the other day. Um, we're both busy. There's just a lot going on. Everything's starting to happen at once. And she looked at me, and she said, you know, I, I've got to move to two mm-hmm. servings a day. And I said, yeah, I've been thinking about the same thing. So um, we both started two a day.
2: There you go. So I did my first one this morning. So Good. Yep. Excellent. There you go. Right. I got some Volkswagens downloads. so have fun.
0: Go get to it. All right. Let's see. Let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome to the program. What's
3: up, Kev? I got a couple things. COVID, I remember I I told you a couple, like, a week ago, my fiance's here on our show. They were actually giving out home test kits to her.
4: Oh, so they wanted If you again. if
3: you felt yeah, if you if you felt like you had it, which kind of kind of makes sense to a certain extent. This way you could home test because they don't want you coming in, you know, and spreading
0: it. I mean, it, so it makes will, a little sense. No, it does. Just... No, it doesn't. Hold on, it makes no sense whatsoever. Let's think about why. Did we ever tell anybody to test uh, for the flu? No, if you are sick, don't go around other people. Who cares what you have? Why do we have to test to even know? I'm sick. I've got a fever. That's a good sign of an infection, and I'm contagious. Maybe I should just stay away from other people. Why do I need to know what it is?
3: I didn't think of it that way, yeah. But, like, so what they'll do, though, is so now this way they can have you know, they can write you, then you got to stay out for a certain amount of time with the COVID. And they don't pay, they're not paying. There's no more of that. And they got to use their own PTO time when they take off. So it's like so, now you can now it's like, do you want to burn your PTO time up or do you want to? So at what I mean, point?
0: <laughs> at, at what point? Obviously, COVID's not going away and the variants are not going away. We're going to keep getting new variants. But isn't this just the same as the flu has always been every year we hear the flu's going around these are the two or three variants we think are going to be the worst so we put those into the shot this year get the shot or don't it's up to you and and move on that's all covid is now It's just another, you know, seasonal disease we need to pay attention to. But here's the real key. When are we going to start focusing on just becoming healthier with stronger immune systems? No. I don't don't need these three shots. (laughs) I'm not going to get this stuff. I never do. And if I do, like I did once in the last eight years, I'll deal with it. Big deal. So you got the sniffles. Yeah, I never got a flu shot. You, I, I've told you that the only time I got a flu shot was when I had to go in and see my grandsons in the NICU. And that yeah. was, you either took the shot or you didn't get to see them for two months till they got out. So I, so now, now I will promise you, if that were to happen again, I'm sorry, I'll see the kid in two months. You're not two taking months. the yeah. shot.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. That's it. I can see. I think I think it's going to get ugly and just for just uh, just to throw everything as I may sound like a conspiracy just because of the what the election coming up. Oh, they exactly. That shit,
0: they're going to overlook. It, it, yeah, y- that's just you uh, have to <laughs> think. Here we go again. Unbelievable! Again, yeah. <laughs> I thought the evidence was and I, and so I don't like like that strong either. against this, but it's not. There are still a lot of people who believe all this crap. They're putting masks back on. They're going to line up to get that damn shot. Unbelievable. The best is down here. You see him
3: driving around in the car in South Carolina with that mask.
0: Uh, uh,
3: I'm like, what in the hell are you I, I, with I, that? I, all right, so... <laughs> all right so the reason why i called now i I've, I've been doing the, uh honey fermenting the honey and i've been doing it in ginger so now when i go to make that into a paste right the ginger that's in there
0: yeah how do i do that um all i do is throw it in a good now you should have a good blender Um, ginger can be pretty tough. I don't know that I'd want to do this with a cheap blender, but any of the good blenders, I've got a a Vitamix, the Ninjas or those kind of things pretty powerful. You just throw it in a blender and start it with almost no liquid and then start adding your brine as the blender's running. And you just want to get enough brine in there so that it actually blends and starts to come together. You just need enough brine. To bring it together like a paste, and then you just run it in that blender till it's nice and smooth.
3: Okay, and then that's just, so basically just like the salt and water brine. That's it. Just put it in just enough to yep. get it to where it's paste. All right. Yep. Cool.
0: All right. I'll let someone else. in. Thanks, Kev. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. I've uh, I've actually been doing a lot of fermenting. Too. Oh, ah. studio all right boy it really is monday um i hung up on myself i went to boy i can't wait till we can finish our own software i need a way that this can't happen because it happens more than it seems like it should right when i go to click on a caller to hang them up they hang up their line disappears and i end up clicking on my own line and hanging up on me so in our software We have to design it so that can't happen. Aaron, if you're listening, you got to separate my, in the software, we've got to get my line separated. So it's just, there's no way to avoid it. It's a timing thing. Just as I'm going to click, it moves. And then I hang up on myself or I hang up on one of our guests. I've done that before too. All right. We'll get back to the calls. We've got lines open. Jump in and join us. 855-950-3835. I'll hang out as long as you've got calls and questions. Let's go to Iowa. Brandy, good morning.
5: Good morning, Kevin. So um, you're talking about uh, the, the trucks going off into the river and then the crossovers. So I'm um, going across to Iowa. I, I was turning their interstate 80 at some point into six lanes. And as they do that, they're moving the interstate to the right. And as they've done that, there's a lip, And that lift, they said it was like 2% grade. And my point is basically it's like if you're not paying attention, you had your phone in your hand, your feet on the dash, out the window, or a cigarette, you may find yourself going off the road because you weren't aware that there were, all of a sudden was going to be a drop in the grade on the road. And I brought this to the state's attention, to the DOT's attention. They won't do anything about it. This is basically, well, that's yeah. what it is. And, uh, but it was just basically to tell you that it possibly is that the new road construction is not exactly designed for people who not paying it- attention.
0: You know, I had another experience like this and it was a whole different year, but it was in that same stretch of road I was just talking about, 76 west. Well, I was actually coming back east on this time, but it, between Akron and Lodi, that stretch there of 76. And I was coming back from Columbus, so I was heading eastbound on that stretch and it was like three in the morning with a, a empty set of doubles and there was a bunch of construction and it was just really rough i mean the levels kept changing and it was just a really rough stretch and you're in one lane with barrels on both sides of you it was just ugly and this is the first time i ever had this happen and it was not a good feeling i actually busted the pintle hook between the two trailers where the dolly attaches to the back trailer. It was so rough going through there. I busted the pinel hook open, and the back trailer came off. Luckily, I have chains, and they held, but I was wiping out barrels with that, that back, back there swinging like crazy because it's just on chains, and I'm thinking that thing's going to flip over any second. And I actually, to, to be able to get stopped, I drove through the barrels into the other lane so I could get stopped. But that that stretch right there, I don't know. When they started to work on that, it used to freak me out. There's just always something going on in that stretch. But, yeah, that's not a good feeling when you bust that pinnel hook and there's nothing left but the safety chains.
5: Yeah, they've had a lot of doubles uh, crash over by Coraville actually landing on the concrete barriers because of this thing. And brought it to their attention, but they don't seem to be interested in a driver's testimony.
0: Yeah, so probably uh, not. I
5: thought I'd add that
0: to your story. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for the call. Let's uh, let's go to Massachusetts. Todd, welcome.
6: Hey, Kevin. Uh, where where else can you get egg ice cream and COVID shots on one show? Exactly. On I don't know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That ice cream is kind of interesting.
6: Yeah, it sounds like a sounds like something I should try at some point. I I do eat whatever eight or 10 eggs a week, so I might as well put them in ice cream.
0: Yeah, I just, you know, I got thinking about I'm making this ice cream and I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't dessert. This is like a really healthy, high fat (laughs) meal. I mean, eggs are one of the most nutritious foods we can eat. And there's eight eggs in this ice cream. And, of course, what was the base? I I really uh, didn't really call about that, but what is the base? Here's basically the whole recipe. I don't think I'm missing anything. Um, It's eight eggs, so it's four whole eggs and four egg yolks. (laughs) Then it's seven tablespoons of butter, seven tablespoons of coconut oil, like two and two-thirds or right around three tablespoons. I just put in three tablespoons of brain octane. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing, if I remember right, is just a sweetener of some sort. And they used erythritol and xylitol. And I don't really like those. And I have plenty of room in my diet for more carbs. And I love honey. So I just I put a quarter cup of honey, which is quite a bit. I mean, I usually don't sweeten stuff that much. But It's really good. And then I had, you know, a few more carbs because I put cherry in mine because we got such great cherries here. My next batch will probably be blueberry because I have some awesome canned blueberries that we did. So for me, it will probably I'll I'll always throw in some sort of local berry or uh, it was it was good. The texture is a little weird. So I'm going to try adding a can of coconut cream. I think that might fix the texture. But, boy, when you okay, think about this, about this is like a crazy, high-fat, healthy meal. But
6: you shouldn't eat before bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to cut out the the eating it after dinner because that's the only thing I can think of. It's not my normal sleep pattern. It's like I don't even want to think about sleep till like 2 in the morning. Uh,
6: yeah. I, uh, anyway, I, I woke up at one thirty this morning after going to bed around eight, and I was ready to go. and And I had rice with my salmon and prosciutto for dinner. But uh, but I, I get by during the day fine. There's no performance dip, so I, I just I used to get eight. Now I get five and a half hours of sleep. Um, they, real quick, um, I was in a, a actually where I had that prosciutto cod last night. I was sitting next to a fellow I hadn't seen in a while at this restaurant, you know, at the bar section, and I, I you know I asked him where he had been. And uh, so, first of all, he looks very much like a healthy 65-year-old. Only he's 75. He knows about keto, and he's been doing it. He was a diabetic. I, I think he said now he's not. But the thing is, I said, where have you been, Jim? And he said, oh, says, I had a heart attack. And I don't really know the guy, but you know he looks healthy to me. And he went on and on. He, he was willing to talk about it. So much so that because he looked so healthy and because he knew about keto, I said, "Did you get the uh, the jab?" Well, I didn't say jab. Right. And there was a deep flicker in his eye, and you could see a heavy thought. And he's like, "Yeah, oh, that isn't it." He said, "It was." He said, "They told me." It
0: was a virus. That's what he—that was his word. He <laughs> said something I never heard of before. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the in the last—I mean, in the last two years, we have heard every excuse possible for all of these cardiac issues. Oh, it—it's you, you went outside when it <sighs> yeah. was too hot. Oh, you—you, you, just unbelievable! All these goofy things yeah. that now cause heart issues all of a sudden.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it's you know. It, so I, I was like, oh, this has really touched me. Now I've actually, you know, kind of more or less know someone who's directly affected. But um, so uh, I just want to switch gears to make sure I can get this in because I could get called to haul any second. And um, you mentioned something that really caught my attention. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind getting out of trucking. I like it and all. I am a loner and uh, I need you know not to be around people too much. But something you said really caught my attention and it was not just blood work analysis. Cause you know, I'm going through that with Dr. Wolfson, but teaching it. And I, I'm really curious to know about it and, and what goes into it and how I would arrive at that if I wanted to do it. And I do.
0: Uh, oh, so you want to learn the analysis? Yeah. And
6: then I want to teach it.
0: Okay. If that's a, so, if
6: that's a thing. I didn't even know that's a thing. before I heard you well, say
0: that. Yeah. Well, it, I, it, it it is a thing. Uh... So one person you might want to reach out to, honestly, is my son, Michael. Find yeah. him on online. Uh, he's working with um, okay. Dr. Abbott, which we've had on our show several times, um, maybe just once. Uh, and that's what they're putting together. They're putting together a course to okay. teach other practitioners blood analysis work.
7: Okay.
6: Okay. All right, and, and how do, I mean, forgive me, how do I reach your son for what, like, I'm not really, yeah, you know, I, easy,
0: I guess I can use it, it, Twitter and stuff. Yeah, but, I would. I mean, you'll find him somewhere on, I don't think he's active on Twitter at all, Facebook, um, probably Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. Um, yeah, if you search for him on, on any social media, you'll find him.
6: Okay, so, um, Instagram, all right, Facebook, I'm just making some notes on my.
0: Yeah, okay. his his course yeah, so is uh, not not designed for just individuals. It's designed for practitioners, other doctors, nutritionists, that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. You you yeah, wouldn't yeah, want to yeah. take it's their course just just uh, unless you were going to use it as a practitioner, because it, it's going to be a pretty expensive in depth course. Okay. All right. Yeah, and there I, are others out there. I'll tell you another so one you neat. could could look at. Uh, Look up yep. Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. That's the name of the company. Functional Diagnostic <laughs> Nutrition. I, I know the owner of that. Uh, I've known him for several years. Uh, Reed Davis is the guy that started it and runs it. Uh, that's a great, great program for that stuff as well.
6: Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll look into that. And uh, so anyway yeah i uh i mean I don't, I don't have too much else other than i i will be speaking with dr wilson's office today and uh found a local place to to do the blood work and yeah it is pretty expensive um but you know i, I need to get to the bottom of this and you know my to refresh anybody knows or doesn't know i had a very high crp value and um couple months after that i i had that asib which was just a week ago and it's, it's still on my mind anyway i'm working with family
0: yeah you know on it, and... here's the thing oh, people God. need to realize this blood work is expensive it's really not any more expensive than all the crap they put you through at a regular doctor's office the difference is if you have insurance they pay for all that stuff but to, what a Right. I, I want to drop an F bomb right here, but I won't. Um, what a messed up <laughs> system we have where the people who are really doing the best work and being the most effective and actually curing people and making them healthy, insurance won't pay for that. What's yeah, wrong it, with that it, system? It,
6: well, I, guess, well every, I know it's a rhetorical question, but everything and it's it's literally rigged to keep you sick it's it's it is i I mentioned it before in past shows but there there are people that americans you know that going back to my knowledge at least to the 1950s who were curing cancer left and i'll drop one fucking right and they were kicked out of the country and to this day they operate down in mexico and and they're curing people still of cancer but it's illegal to cure people if you're you're an md they will take your license you know, if you do it, that, and I know you know that. I know everybody listen knows that. But it's it's so rigged, it, it's sickening. You know, it, it's and it's more sickening because there's the pretense that America, you know, is is the great medical provider to the world. But it oh it's no, a we 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 are the,
0: the we are the biggest medical scam in the world, is what we are.
6: Yeah, and what are we the second of two countries that advertises drugs on the television? This guy in the bar would tell me, "Oh, Giardians. Giardeans!" I saw it on.
4: <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. It's like I was on the radio show
6: with you. I was like, yeah. "You serious, dude?" Yeah. I said, Let me tell you something. You know, it's just it's illegal to advertise drugs, and for a reason. But you can't reach these people. You know, you just
7: so, can't do it. I, so
0: I've talked about this before. Not only so. It is legal here in the United States to advertise pharmaceuticals. There's only two countries in the world that allow us Us in New Zealand. I think Brazil used to, and they dropped it a couple years back. Uh, So it's legal, but the drug companies actually push that and make it illegal many times. I can show you illegal commercials that are airing right now. What makes it illegal uh, is... well no, if they start doing things like um if if the drug company would have advertised uh semiglutide as a weight loss drug, that would be illegal. They doctors are allowed, allowed to prescribe any drug for any condition. There are a couple exceptions to that, but not yep. many. So if a doctor decides that some kidney medication is actually helping somebody's eczema somehow, he's allowed to just prescribe it for that. But they are not allowed to advertise it for that. The doctor has, he can do whatever he wants as far as prescriptions, Uh but the drug company can only advertise it for things that they have been through the full FDA trial and it's been approved by the FDA. Then they can advertise. Well, I can show you commercials that are illegal. and You'll say, well, how does that work? Well, they just pay the fines. They don't care. They do it because they'll make more money advertising the drug than they will have to pay in fines. Why do we we even have the FDA if this is how the system works?
6: Yeah, totally rigged. Yeah. yeah. Someone posted an article about uh, aspartame this morning on the tribe and happened to know that uh, airline pilots are not allowed to drink diet colos because of the aspartame because I, mean, I don't know one in a thousand cases it can cause seizures and but the FDA says it's okay so oh okay you know but yeah. and I'm not much not for airline pilots but for everybody else to right. consume and um
0: you know, I didn't know that about pilots somebody, by the
6: way yeah. yeah you can look that up pretty easily they're not they're not supposed to or not allowed to drink diet so it's Oh, phenylketorix
8: oh this stuff's toxic. But,
0: I mean, there's no doubt, and it has been linked okay. with neurological disorders like MS and some other things. It, it, it's it's a and neurological cathedic, issue yeah, is the yeah. problem, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, and but but like we were saying, the system's rigged, and the FDA said it's okay. So, oh yeah, I, I trust them. And but anyway, uh, it's just it's, it's just it's breathtaking how rigged it is, and and it's worse. And you can't reach people. It's just I don't know. How you reach a random person, there's an expression that, like, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. You know, so if someone becomes desperate enough, I guess, like that guy in the bar, he would have listened to me, but he, would you know, he wasn't having it. And um, poor, poor soul. I don't know if you're still there. But I lose yeah, you again. No,
0: you're here. Go ahead.
6: Okay. So, anyway, I just, I wish I, could, but all of us, I'm sure, wish we could reach people, even. The people we live with, people we love, can't
0: can't always well, reach. In. Well, the, the the my my message going forward, and it really hasn't changed that much. I just think I'm going to be more forceful about this message this time around. I had really hoped we were just done with all this. You know, it would fade into the background like the flu, and everybody can decide every year if they want to get their shot or not. But that's not what's happening. Yeah. It looks like this is all coming back again. Whether it's the election, who knows? But but the only solution I see for individuals and and the only thing I'm going to just keep pushing is you better do everything you can to make your own self as healthy as you can be, because everything else is working against you. Everything is working against you. So the, the stuff we talk about on Wednesdays or any other time now is critically important. I can't think of a more important thing to focus on in this world right now is just your own health.
6: Big sigh. Yeah, I know. After what I went through in the ER a week ago, and it's like you sit there without your health and you make have your nothing. Life right. It's really scary. It, yep. and, but there, you know, and it's a little bit, I think it was a little bit worse in, in my case only because I've been doing it all right, you know, all grass fed, all grass finished, you know. And, and now, oh, by the way, I've added fruit back. I keep seeing uh, Saladino said after. By the way, his last name is basically Salad. It strikes me odd, but he uh, he said, you know, after he wrote his book, he said he wrote it in 18 months, and, you know, he, he was just in carnivore, maybe like I am, and a lot of people listening are, and he wrote the book, boom. But, you know, life goes on, and he kept tinkering. And and now he's like, he eats fruit. And I told you that Mercola supposedly buys 60 pounds of fruit, six zero each week and eats it. But Saladino, yeah, fruit and honey. So I thought of you when he said the honey and, um, you know, so I don't, I'm adding fruit in because
0: yeah, I, I don't know that fruit especially is really adding to my health. I mean, I'm not eating fruit because I think it's healthier than not eating fruit. I eat fruit because I really enjoy it. I, I, you know, I live in a place where we have amazing berries. I got berries growing all over my yard. There's berries everywhere. I like them. Um, I like almost all fruit. I like it a lot. So I add a little bit in each day. And honey, there, there's a chance honey is adding to my health. Honey's got some pretty unique properties. And I've always, I, I mean, I have used honey as far back as I can remember, um, usually in my tea or to sweeten other things. So Um, I I don't think there's any big health benefits. Maybe there's a few, but I've also found that for me to add some fruit and honey back in, there's no downside. So I I get to enjoy it. I get some more variety in my diet and I don't see any kind of a downside to any of it. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. And like you say, when you're metabolically healthy, yeah, go ahead and you do it long enough. And I, I thought I was, you know, I'm you know, metabolically healthy. And and maybe I am, we don't know what's causing that high CRP yet, but I I would tell you, I was talking to Dr. Latanz in uh, Dr. Wilson's office and she saw some blood work that I had had done privately on my own last June uh, before any of this stuff happened to me. And and she mentioned, you know, I thought my, I forgot the range for diabetes, but I forgot. um, Anyway, the the number I had for my A1C was 5.6. I thought I was, Pretty good, but I had forgotten that seven was diabetes. And she said, she told me 5.7 is pre diabetic. And I was glad she told me because I was just lowering that.
0: There's one thing we've got to be careful of here. Um, I could go, I I don't feel like doing it right this minute, but you could go do it. There are calculators that will convert your A1C back to an average blood sugar. So you can put in your A1C and it will tell you what your average blood sugar would have been. in in numbers like 110, so you can convert it back. Here's the thing I would be careful of. And I should probably go do mine. Mm -hmm. We have to remember people who eat low-carb, high-fat tend to have higher resting blood sugars, fasting blood sugars, not resting, higher fasting blood sugars. We almost Mm -hmm. never see those Mm 60s and 70s but we also don't see the 160s and the 170s. We tend to stay in a a tight range, but it's a higher range, and I think it may correlate to about a mid-5A1C. A
1: mid what? Five, five? like five and a half,
0: say. It should be right in the—I have a feeling that, that if you wake up mostly in that range from 90 to 110, which is where I tend to wake up, and I tend to stay in the yep. range of 90 to about 140 all day, I have a feeling if I go calculate that and convert it back, it probably is about mid fives on the A1C. Uh, okay.
6: All and right. if that's the uh, case, that's we, I, I, we have
0: I, almost nine years of experience watching that number, and it's pretty consistent, and I don't see it as a problem.
6: I'm, I'm very happy to hear you say that. Yeah, because I... I was like, what else can I do to get it lower? And, you know, and, and uh, I mean, she's going to, you know, look at the battery of tests and we're going to go from there. But, um, you know, I, I, did read in that Mercola article that I posted, uh, you know, consistently low blood sugar of, you know, for us, we'll say a carnivore can trigger cortisol. And you'll have to explain to me that that relation between blood sugar, like a Don effect kind of thing. It's, it's not necessarily good to have chronically low. And that's where I think Salino comes in with the fruit and the Well, I'm Well, hold on. Hold,
0: hold, yeah, hold on. Because that fruit for me isn't going to change that number. I'm not trying to raise okay. my blood sugar. I don't, I, here's what I find. When people are doing low-carb right, whether it's low-carb paleo, keto, carnivore, whatever it is, um, when they're doing low-carb right, they don't have those lows. I never experienced those lows from day one on you know no grain, my fasting blood sugar went up. It went up from being 70 and 80 most of the time in the morning to being mid 90s to low 100s. That change happened almost immediately. And it doesn't matter whether cool. I eat full blown carnivore, it, it, I will not see those lows. The lows go away and the highs go away. We end up in a nice, tight range, okay. which I think is completely natural. But that, that range tends to be because, a little bit higher because we get rid of the lows.
6: And could it be, and I think it is, you'll tell me, uh, that it's it's a little bit higher because even though we have for fuel, fat, and, you know, sugar, and the dirty fuel of alcohol, the brain runs on glucose. It, it has to. doesn't run on fat. Am I, am I right –
0: Without glucose, we would die. So if we don't yeah. consume okay. glucose, like, well, think about this. If 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 your body couldn't produce glucose, we would not be able to fast. We would die because your body runs out of glucose in about 24 hours, maybe even less. If you stop consuming glucose, your body runs out pretty quickly, and we would die just because we tried fasting. But our body... Makes its own yeah. glucose. Now the idea was maybe it makes a little more overnight, and then you wake up with this higher number. I- in reality, it doesn't really matter yeah. why. It's so consistent. We've watched it over and over and over. I, I don't really need to know why. I just know it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's not a problem. My my blood sugar's been like this for nine years.
6: In the ninety-one ten range. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess. You know the the brain has to have it, right? We can't run on fat;
0: it has to be glucose, right? Uh, the brain the, ca- the, the brain uses a lot of ketones, so our body pre- takes the fat we consume and and mm-hmm. creates some ketones out of it. And the brain loves ketones, but the brain also needs some glucose. So what what was your A one C? Did you say five point seven? It was five point six. Five point six. Uh, works out to a average blood sugar of about 114. Oh, okay. So that's pretty
6: good. What's diabetic? 140?
0: Uh, yeah. W- we start doing damage when we stay in that over the 140 range. Anytime our blood sugar starts going over 140, you can start to see glycation and some of the other issues. So if our... Now... Averages can be deceiving. You could have a full-blown diabetic and their average might be 114 because they'd have big highs and big lows. See, this is the problem with average. You have to have the background data so you can see what that average really means or it can be deceiving. Somebody could be hitting 180 and 60, and end up at about that same 114 as you're getting, but your range would be more like 90 to 135. Yeah. But you can still yeah. come up so, with the same average. So that's why you will see some practitioners or people look at this and go, oh, you know, that's still elevated. I don't think it is.
6: So is the A1C problematic in that sense too, that you could have a 180 in there and you'd never know it? Yes. Day.
0: That's, why, that's oh, uh, why it takes us 10 years to diagnose a diabetic using A1C only. That's how bad that measurement is. It takes us 10 years before the high blood sugar becomes obvious because the A1C hides the big highs and it hides the big lows. So
6: what's the way, the the continuous glucose monitor? How are you supposed to know? That's one way.
0: The continuous glucose monitor is the best tool we have right now. The absolute best tool would be to do a fasting insulin test. And most doctors don't do it because it's difficult. You've got to keep somebody in the lab for (laughs) like six hours. uh, This is the work. That
6: would be just a snapshot
0: in time. This is the work that Dr. Kraft (laughs) did. Well, it'd be it, it. It's a snapshot in time, but it's not just one time. Like I said, it's a it's a window. You have to stay in the lab, and we watch how your body responds with insulin, because that's a much oh, okay. much better okay. marker than blood sugar itself. Oh. Doctor Kraft, if you want to go read about this, go look up Doctor Kraft. He did all of this testing with insulin, and he was the guy that proved it takes us 10 years to diagnose somebody because we're looking at the wrong markers.
6: Is is, uh, he the one that said, I can make you fat with insulin alone?
0: Uh, It may have been. I don't don't remember. Yeah. But we absolutely can. We could make somebody fat or we can make them really skinny with insulin. I
6: want the pharmaceutical industry take to take,
0: take yeah. insulin away completely, and somebody can eat all the food they want and never gain a pound. That's what happens to type one diabetics. That's one of the first clues that somebody yeah. has become a type one diabetic is they start losing weight for no apparent reason. Yeah, i
6: have all seen those people. I have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I wish I could lose some weight but I I don't know I'm gonna I'll, I'll look up Kraft and dr Abbott and his son and so there, but it's good to know that's 114 range for me because I don't eat you know I don't eat any anything that's junk and
0: right so this is fine. again why an average is just very deceiving we could have a full-blown diabetic with an average of 114. But they got there because they had really high highs and they had really low lows. That would be bad. But we can get that same 114 by having a range from like 90 to 130, which would be ideal because we're never doing damage. If we don't go above 140, we're never doing any kind of damage.
8: It seems so easy. And the other thing we don't talk about enough
0: We talk about the fact that the high blood sugar number will do damage. Glycation, all the problems we know of, what we don't talk about enough is all the insulin needed to bring that number back down is doing damage. Insulin is very inflammatory.
6: Right. And you eventually get, you said the glycation. I know uh, there's that term advanced glycation end products, Type 3 diabetes, they call it. Yep. and you get dementia from it, and you on statins on top of that. That's
0: where it's, it's where the neuropathy stop. comes from. Neuropathy comes from glycation. Um, I forget the term for your eyes when you're diabetic and your eyes start going. There's a term for that. That's because of glycation. The Alzheimer's link is because yeah. of glycation in the brain. I mean, that's the damage that the sugar is doing. And then there's also a whole other cascade of damage being done by the insulin.
6: Yep, it's just it's incredible. On on top of how bad the, the food is, how rigged the FDA is, and no wonder when we look around, everybody
4: is fat.
6: And by the way, aspartame. Because I was reading that article that wasn't posted, uh, it came around in 1981. It was it was approved by the FDA and and I remember, because I was in high school, that's when uh, I remember you know, the sweatshirt maker champion, they started making their sweatshirts. It was a big deal. It was like a, a kind of a Ralph Lauren thing. for, and, and it became a symbol. But the sweatshirts kept getting bigger and bigger. I was like, why are they making them bigger and bigger? Well, the, the food supply was getting more and more poisoned. People were getting fatter and fatter starting right around then and i remember it and and you obviously you look around today and
0: yeah and we can't point to one thing our entire food supply has been so corrupted oh yeah and then the food supply so bad we start to get symptoms of things and as soon as we get (laughs) symptoms they give us drugs it's pretty easy to see how we got here
6: yeah it's just it's a shame you know i I like you say, I like to think it's just greed. I like to think it's just, hey, we make money by keeping these people sick. But I let my mind wander and just throw something against the wall to see what sticks. Like, you know, I know you say we need more people, but uh, I think someone wants less people. And
0: Well, it, it, so there's a couple things. Yeah. If you have less people, the elites, if we want to go down the conspiracy theory road, the fewer people they are, the easier yeah. it is to control. So there's one one point. When you keep people weak and sick and dependent on your drugs and your procedures, that makes them much easier to control. Yep. So there does seem to be yeah, a uh, lot of evidence that this could be about control.
8: Unbelievable.
6: Yeah, and any money you do get goes to the hospital. I saw a comedian a couple of—I don't know when, a year or two years ago. Yeah talking about millennials or people younger than that and said, you know, something like, you know, you're in rough shape when I, when an old part, when an old dude like me can wipe out your entire generation with a bag of peanuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I,
6: peanuts into the A so, so week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I so I've, weak. I've completely shifted life plans over the last couple of years. You know that this property we're in now, it was going to be a bed and breakfast. That's why we expanded it. Uh, I'm kind of putting that process on hold, maybe permanently. We may turn it into a vacation rental, but not a bed and breakfast where we would be living here and doing it. Um, I am serious, seriously in the market for a homesteading property.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't quite catch the segue with the peanuts. I thought you were going somewhere with peanuts and you were growing them and you're not going to grow them. Not going to do the bed and breakfast. Okay. farms. So that can include animals? I know you shot that down before.
0: Uh, At the very, very least, it would include chickens and bees.
6: Yeah.
0: It it may may include, although rather than raise animals, the area that I'm currently looking in um, is so loaded with wild game. Rather than raise animals, I would just hunt and fish.
6: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that that could work, and uh, you know you won't have, you won't have to film yourself
0: doing it. Yeah, like, there's there's you, you know a couple of reasons for this. <laughs> One, it's just a much much healthier way to live. I, I'm gonna get away from people. I'm gonna get away from a lot of technology. We're gonna set this property up when we ever find it differently, <laughs> and then and, and then there's this other big thing. Um, at that point, I become very, very difficult to control. Yeah,
6: nice.
0: So I'm talking, oh, well. you know, yeah. but we're, we're looking at a property that could be fully off-grid. Doesn't mean I'm going to live off-grid right now, but that, that property yeah. could be fully off-grid, and that's kind of what I'm looking at.
6: Yeah the stuff dreams are made of. I don't know about you. Are you well, I've seen some pictures. Like, you know, it, it, for me out here on the East Coast, it's pretty hard to see the night sky. And I, I miss it because I've lived in places around the world where you could fall asleep counting shooting stars, literally. It, and that's That would be nice to be off the grid.
0: The, you know, I, it, it's part of the reason we settled in this part of the country not necessarily right where I am, because I'm kind of in a neighborhood, and I'm in a little town, and we have all that light pollution here as well. And it's a little noisy, because it's yeah. a town and a neighborhood. And um, the properties we're looking at are, are uh, in the National Forest. Oh,
6: that's purchasable private lots in a National Forest?
0: Yep. Oh, that's
6: pretty wild, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> Yeah, but when Uh, you think about uh, it, I mean, this is a big, big area of national forest in the Pacific Northwest. So really clean air, really clean water, no light pollution, no people, lots of natural wildlife, um, great water sources, you know, wells that will never run out and are super clean. Lots of, of sunshine in the summer, and if I have a property with a well, I can water it all I want. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's starting to come together. We just have to find the right property.
6: Excellent. Yeah, you could
4: have a great YouTube
0: channel based on that. It would probably fund the whole thing. <laughs> you I, know, you you, really? I mean, life, you it, yeah. The- yeah, really just kind of doing even more of the homesteading kind of stuff. You know, we do quite a bit of it right now. We can a lot. We grow a lot of our own food. Uh, we ferment stuff. We pressure can we water bath can we dehydrate i mean we, we've got a lot of it going on but um there's there's another yeah. level still and that's what's next
6: yeah that's, that sounds so great
0: i, I mean I I,
6: I I lived overseas
0: and, i want to get uh, back to the point where most of the time i'm actually heating and cooking with wood like every day that would be the norm yeah uh,
6: uh, just the smell you know every now and then and even this summer i've done it I take a magnifying glass and get a bunch of sticks and leaves and I burn it just for the smoke <laughs> of the, you know, you mentioned burning wood. Right. It, it's, you know, it's,
0: it's, it's, i intoxicating in a good way. It, it's, it, right. I, I think so, it takes it. us back to our hunter gatherer days.
6: It as hell does something. It's, it's, uh, like the, transcendent or something.
0: Yeah. I, I, You know, we, we just every every new research project I do, whether it's stress or sleep or the immune system or whatever, it always comes back to the same stuff. It is our modern lifestyle causing the problems, our food supply, the way we live, all of it. And the closer we get back to that really simple kind of simple, but a lot of hard work. But the hard work is kind of what I'm looking forward to when it becomes the norm that you go out and chop wood because that's how you heat your home and that's how you cook that. Now we get back to that constant daily activity. Nobody needs a gym at that point. You know, that's just good, healthy outdoor living. That's what I want. I mean, that that (laughs) is what I'm looking forward to for my semi retirement because I doubt that I'll ever retire
6: semi no trucking joke pun exactly included. I, right. it reminds me uh mark no um henry ford stole from mark twain i think you know chop your own firewood and it will warm
0: you twice
6: it,
9: yeah
0: that's right you know, i don't so know who said own, that but i've heard you know, that one i like it
6: yeah i think it was Mark twain originally but yeah and, good stuff i,
0: I yeah it, yeah and, and the even the idea of You know, I thought about raising some animals. I mean, you could have a cow and a pig and maybe a couple goats, and you wouldn't have to have a ton of land to do that. And it's not a bad idea, but I thought, wait a minute. I'm in an area where that wouldn't really be necessary. Wouldn't it be even healthier to actually hunt and fish for my food?
6: Yeah, that would be just just the brain gymnastics alone every day figuring out how where and when to capture and, and the physical and the fresh air and it's it's all good it's a total balance
0: it's it's, right. it's, it's perfect it's, and, and I just believe no, that ugh. wild game like elk we're loaded with elk up here um, that has to be healthier than any breed we've domesticated
6: Oh hell yeah oh, oh hell yeah and it might not taste as good but you can add oh back I to it, love
0: I the taste of wild game. The only thing about wild game that yeah. you have to do, you have to add a lot of fat because it's almost always really lean.
6: Yep, The way we should be. If we lived that life. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right.
5: Yeah. yeah. Not like fat boy, Todd.
0: You'll Even figure it always,
6: out. I'm pretty active.
0: You'll, you'll figure like, it out. You I have, you I haven't don't. given up. You will figure this out. I'm positive.
6: And I won't, I, uh, I won't quit that, that whole book, Don, man, you had him on your show. the frogman there. uh, It's all about not quitting. That's uh, right. Real quick, when they throw you, in in part of the training that he describes in the book, they tie your hands behind your back and put you, I don't know, I don't think he went into that kind of detail, but say the pool is 15 feet deep and you push yourself to the surface, take a breath, go back down, take a breath, your hands are tied and I, he didn't come right out and say it, but I think he means you pass buds if you keep going till you're completely physically exhausted, obviously a guy like that in that at that age group and that train, he could probably do it for days. I don't know, hours, twenty hours, whatever it is, until you're so physically exhausted that you you know, essentially drown and the safety diver pulls you right, out. Right. Right. But if you came out one push from the bottom early and got yourself to the side, I don't think they would pass you. Maybe they wanna not. know you won't quit.
0: Till you're yeah, yeah. I, I no I get it. it. It's pretty I, incredible. I mean, you
6: got to trust them. I'm Literally, yeah, I, it gives me the chills just thinking about it. And anyway, I don't, I'm I'm no Don man, but I so far I haven't quit, and uh, I'll I'll try and figure out
0: that what great the hell lessons is
6: keeping me fat. Yep, great lesson Yeah.
0: It's- All right, Todd. Going to cut you loose. Calls are starting to pile up. Keep them coming. Eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. We are off to Iowa. Jackie, welcome.
7: Uh, Hi. Well, you know, I'm (laughs) semi-retired.
0: Yes, you are. I talked about you the other day.
7: I know. And then that guy says I was broke. I was like laughing, going, what? (laughs) Where did that even come from?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I said, no, that's not the case. Um, Not at all.
7: Oh, Uh, God, that was hilarious.
0: I was like, wow, okay. You know, and I, I love your model. You did it your way. And it's very different than most people would ever think of. You could have found a way to, you know, put some other run into that other week. and But you kind of looked around and said, hey, wait a minute. Life's a little more than just working all the time. Um, you, you bought a oh, house cash. Like you bought year your, was
7: kind of crazy. Yeah, you buy yep. your
0: vehicles cash and you work half a year. But I even like the way you work a half a year. If I if I decided to work half a year, I would do it the way you do it. I wouldn't work six months and then take six months off. I, I would do it like you do, work every other week. What a great schedule.
7: Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's good. Uh, yeah, I know. I was hearing that story you were telling, I think it was last month or something, about some lady that – went out of business or whatever. And I'm like, geez, she would never would have handled what I went through. I mean, I was just dealing with a parts shortage and I'm like, Oh, well, I'm just going to buy another truck and,
4: <laughs> you know, I'll figure out the other one when right. I can. And yeah, right. so I got
7: two trucks sitting around I spent like $81,000 and a little over a month between 40 for the truck and then 41 and repairs and then giving things the way I wanted it to be, you know, my yeah, little
0: but you upgrades know the, and stuff like you, that. You know, so, the beauty of that is that you were able to, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's the beauty. But, you can. But
7: that's what I've done You know, right. several times, like you said. You know, in 2008, 2009, I saved up all my money, and that's when I bought that pickup truck was in 2009, and that's when people were having the biggest problems. Exactly. Remember? That year was not very good. It was great for me. I put $30,000 away in my savings account, and then I went out and bought a brand-new pickup and paid cash. Yeah. And two years later, we bought the house. That was 2011, it, and, yeah, I paid cash for my half and told finances, but that was the weird part too. You talk about interest rates. He paid as much in interest as I paid for my half of the house. And he only financed it <laughs> for 10 years to pay it off. You know, he paid that off in uh, hey. 2021.
0: So. Oh, excellent. Excellent. But
7: yeah, so it's totally done. Hey. But yeah. And then same thing. As hey
0: Jackie, I, I, I don't think you mind. Cause I know I've heard you tell the story before on the air. You were homeless at one point, weren't you?
7: I was that's before I started driving a truck though. Um, but,
0: yeah, I did. I lived in a tent, and I fished for my dinner. Like gatherer <laughs> Yeah, and I tell that just because I want people to know um, the, the, the people we talk about here, the success stories, the good numbers, the great business models that I like, you and Matt, and we, we talk about so many people like this. Most of them, in fact, almost everybody I can think of, including myself, started with nothing. I didn't have any advantage. I didn't have any cash. I was broke. I didn't know what I was doing. I made all kinds of mistakes. So I, I want people to understand that the, the success stories we hear, the people themselves are not unique. They didn't, They don't have any certain special advantage that you don't know about. In fact, many of them probably had less advantages than a lot of people listening. You, you don't need I mean, need I was actually anything. like
7: 60,000. I was about 60,000 in debt when I started trucking. And then, you know, I was just a company driver. It only took me two years to pay all that off. Wow. So I started yeah. driving in 2001. And by 2003, that was already paid off. And then I started saving my money. And then when I bought that truck in March of '05, bought the company truck that I was driving for the three previous years, it was 25000 And I had that in the bank, but I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna need for repairs or whatever, because I knew the maintenance that Covenant did. I knew it was gonna need some stuff and whatever. So I just elected to, you know, buy it through a company with a third party lease and, you know, pay them, but I paid it off in 14 months. And I was glad that I did it the way I did it because I had to put 20 grand in the motor. I had to put a bull gear in it in July of '05, and then I rebuilt it in December of '05. So it was good that I and, had the cash and, and just, put just away so people know, and still paid the truck off by just, 06.
0: just so people know, you still have that truck, right?
7: I still have that right. truck. Yep, it's sitting at the yard right now I'm home, <laughs> waiting for uh, parts for the sweeper. <laughs> right,
0: right. And it's a beautiful truck, by the so, way. Yeah.
7: Thank you. I love my truck. It, it's really getting old, and the it graphics is. are fading, and it's not, not as pretty as it used to be. I had some pictures uh, the other day that came up on my feed. And it was like ten years ago at the truck show, and I'm like, oh my God, look at my truck and trailer. It's
0: so pretty. I know, but it's not
7: pretty no more. The trailers all faded with fuel, and you know everything yeah. else. Is washed the paint off, and yeah. It's, but
0: but boy, <laughs> it's that, rough, but. that that combination has served you well.
7: Yes. Yes, it has twenty five thousand dollars truck, fifteen thousand dollars trailer. <laughs> Still have the trailer as well. It just turned twenty, twenty one. Yeah, this is two thousand twenty three. So yeah, wow. it was made in August of uh, 2002. So wow, yeah, it's twenty one years old. Um, and I had it since '06. I bought it in six.
0: Great Story stuff. And I, I anyway. guess we're uh, we we're, <laughs> so, we're supposed to be looking at an oil sample, right?
7: And this is actually for my friend's truck. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. So I was we should say, two oil I, I,
7: samples. Hopefully she sent both.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at the second one right now, which is the most current. It was actually sampled on the 14th of this month. Um, so that
7: should be the brand new bottle of oil. My question oh, about that one. I was going to say,
0: what is weird about this sample here? How many miles? And then I realized that that there's no miles really on
7: weird. It. Nothing. There's nothing. It's brand new out of the bottle. But look at that silicon.
0: Oh, Pen. wait a minute. 10. Wait a minute. 10. Something's wrong. Uh, that can't him. be.
7: I asked him. I go, I go. wait a second. Did you, like, it was anything dirty? He's like, no, it was a brand new bottle on both a bottle of oil and the, the bottle for the oil sample. He said he was careful. He didn't have any problems, but I'm like, how in the hell can it be 10 right out of the box?
0: So this is bizarre because this person has a long history of oil samples. They sample a lot, which is good. They yep. sample a lot. Like, I'm seeing samples in here at 15,000, 17,000, 15,000, 5,000, 9,000. Because
7: he's had fuel dilution. Look at his fuel dilution. That's why he does so much. we're trying to figure out the fuel dilution. And his fuel dilution, like, wrecks his viscosity. I have almost the same fuel dilution on the 2001, and it doesn't wreck my viscosity. So is the difference the OPS-1? Yes, because I got the OPS one. Yep,
0: that's exactly. And it's burning up. Okay, so
7: I told him he needs to get an OPS because he's going to keep those injectors, because he's put a few different injectors in. He's had the engine rebuilt a few different times. I I don't know. This poor guy, he's been through hell and back, and I I don't know well,
0: let's, what to do for him. Let, let, this is what's really weird about that Silicon number being ten on a new bottle of oil. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six of his oil samples. And it's He's never, never been 10. 10. Right. It, it, so how does right. that happen? How right. did we start with more dirt than we end up with later?
4: And
7: especially with no bypass. If he had a bypass, you know, maybe I could understand that, but he just has the full flow of filters that are, what, 40 microns.
0: You know what would have you been, know, been really have interesting?
7: my other ones, the old one, the it, right liner with deep
0: it, yep. it would have been interesting if he could have, would have sent that sample to both this lab and Polaris. If we would have gotten two to compare, I'm wondering if it was a lab mistake. I mean, I can't think of any other that's thing that thinking. it could be because it just doesn't right, make sense. Right after I asked
7: him, right after I asked him if you know he did everything to make sure that it was clean, and he said yes. And that's my next thought. It was that it has to be the lab that's screwing this right. Up.
0: Because right. uh, our yeah. test
7: was just going to be for the viscosity, to make sure his viscosity was starting out the way it was supposed to. And right. it's like 14.3 is what it says. Well, Which 14 is perfect. No right. big deal.
0: Perfect. That's right. exactly what we would so, expect. So, yeah,
7: why is he wrecking his viscosity? When I have, like, the same fuel dilution or even more sometimes on my two thousand one? But yeah now I've here's here's that and low. this
0: is another reason why I wish we would have seen a Polaris sample on any of these. Um, I've talked about this in in the past. Polaris has some of the most sensitive equipment around to pick up fuel dilution and most other labs are not doing that. So we get issues with biofuels that aren't being measured right. So my guess is that that 3.9 on this sample may be significantly higher if that would have been a Polaris sample.
7: And that's scary because and they do do the uh, gas chromatography.
0: This, so
7: I'm hoping the, that it would be pretty close to Polaris.
0: But this is why we always say look at fuel dilution because that's the telltale sign. The, the I mean, the viscosity. The fuel dilution could be wrong. We have different blends that they're not measuring properly. So fuel dilution is a number I'm always a little wary of. It's not as accurate as we'd like it to be, but viscosity is accurate. So what what we're seeing here that's right. where our, our our second check works for us. You're looking at a sample saying, "Well, wait a minute. You have less." Um, fuel dilution than I have, but your viscosity went way down. What that's telling us is that lab just wasn't able to pick up the true fuel dilution. Okay. Yeah,
7: I was thinking it was because I have the OPS burning off
0: the That's fuel. some of it. That, that is helping, too. So when you're using Polaris and the OPS-1, this problem isn't the same as what he's seeing now, and his is confusing because we have two conflicting numbers, but he does have fuel dilution, absolutely.
7: Yeah, he he even has, like, one of those samples, I think it was the one that was done maybe at 5,000, I forget now, I'd have to look back at my emails, but he had one of them not, not that long ago that he actually drained out, like, four gallons of oil and added new, and it was still super high.
0: Yeah.
10: With the,
7: uh, the evolution and the viscosity was low.
0: Yeah, so I, I would, since... We just certainly don't want him to go change injectors again if that's already happened multiple times. We need no. to verify some things. Yeah. So I, I would put on an he's OPS and start using in Polaris.
7: Yeah, that's what I told him. You know, and I know he's kind of hurting for money right now because he's just been that turned into a money pit after they rebuilt it the one time and got it messed up. They did the liner protrusion wrong. Imagine that. Oh boy, he had he got vapor locked. He got vapor locked down uh, south of well, the Twin Cities. And he was able to get it back going again and brought it home to get the rebuild done because, yeah, he got, he got, um, or not vapor lock, hydro lock. Yeah. It was even causing trouble with his tripack pack with the uh, coolant because it wasn't getting the coolant to the tripack. pack It would just all of a sudden, you know, stop flowing coolant and the pack would shut off and he couldn't figure out why. And Thermal King couldn't figure out why his tripack pack was shutting off. Well, after they rebuilt the engine and got the, uh, the coolant back right again, he hasn't had trouble with his trip, So, yeah, it was even causing problems to his generator wow. because they use the same right. coolant system, yeah. So All right. I also have another thing because, sure. uh, well, you know, I'm semi-retired. Right. Um, and I only listen every other week, but mostly. Sometimes I listen at home, but most of the time I don't. But uh, Bruce had asked a question last week and, you know, asking if I would call in, but obviously I wasn't listening, so I didn't get to listen until yesterday. But he was asking about the, the Bose ride. So, yes, I still have the Bose ride in my 2001, and it still works. Oh, that's awesome. I don't have
0: any <laughs>
4: issues
7: with that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Because
7: I bought that in 2010. That was the year it was available to owner-operators. I was the first owner-operator to buy one.
0: Okay. And, I figured uh, you were in yeah, there was, early, yeah.
7: Yep. Well, Joel found one on eBay for this truck, and so um, it was down here in Iowa, and they like, caveat was you had to go pick it up well dad's like oh that's no problem he took the pickup and he ran down there and picked it up one week when i was out and uh and we put it in now this one is not working oh. it's starting to come on the red light comes on it throws some codes on the the computer back there but it won't fire up all the way so we've actually been digging um online to try to figure out who has this because it's changed hands i think three times now so both oh, had it, it originally then it went to clear motion yep Clear Motion's gone. They sold it to a different company, and now and now this company has it, and they build stuff for like buses and things like that. So we sent the SD card to them. The one guy couldn't figure out nothing out of it, so we're trying to figure out. Ah, um, uh,
0: interesting.
7: What exactly is wrong? Because it, it does come to come on, but it does, doesn't throw the green light on it. I don't red light
0: remember which state. company, but one of the one of those two companies when they bought it reached out to us. And wanted to talk about partnering again. I, yeah, I thought it was, and and I, yeah. I just said, look, I, 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 this isn't going to work. You know, we were excited about it. We tried. Yeah, actually, if if Bose couldn't pull this off, I kind of doubt anybody else is going to be able to.
7: Yeah, I actually did a testimonial for them that
0: one year at the truck show. Yeah, yeah. I had my Bose ride. You know. So yeah, yeah, they they. I think yeah, Bose it gave it a nice, they nice run. Kept it going. They did, but. You oh, they know. did. Yeah, and here's really the did. other interesting thing I found out about Bose. And this is another reason why I say if Bose couldn't pull this off, I kind of doubt anybody's going to. Um, Bose is almost run like a non-for-profit company. They don't really pull any profit out of that company. They roll everything back to research and development. They do not consider themselves a product company. They consider themselves a research and development company, and all profit. This is when I was there, and Dr. Bose was still alive. I don't know if any of that's changed or not, but I I had this discussion with him at lunch, and they—they are a. He said, "We're we're a not-for-profit research company. We sell products to fund our research." Yeah,
7: that's awesome. I mean, they make great stuff. I've got their uh, surround sound systems in both the truck and at home, TV, and all that. Great stuff. A well, small and, little
0: things. You know, it, it, it you kind of know why. Um, if they're not interested in profit, uh, well, that they're just going to make the very best product they possibly can, and profit doesn't get in the way. Absolutely. It's kind of an interesting model. Yeah,
7: absolutely. Well, that guy you're talking to, previous, if he wants to, you know, see the stars or whatever, just have him take a load out west every night. I, I go to bed and I stop with these little pull-offs that there's no life at all. You know, it's
0: just a little pull off on the side there. And you get to see the Milky
7: Way. I just, you know, I I remember the first time
0: I experienced this. I mean, I grew up in a small town, but almost everywhere in the country, unless you're really out in the country, you've got a lot of light pollution. And I never realized it growing Mm -hmm. up. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Those are the stars. That's what the sky looks like at night. And I remember the first time I experienced something really different, Um, And it was the first time I went houseboating on Lake Cumberland. When you got out into the middle of Lake Cumberland at night, there was not a light visible anywhere. And the first time I looked up and saw that sky, I was like, what is that? It is such a shock as to how many stars and how clear and bright. And like you said, you could see the Milky Way itself. I never even knew what the Milky Way was. Right. Yeah, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Yeah, So that's kind of, uh, that that's what we're looking at now. This, this, you know, we're, we're looking in an area where, like I said, it's, it's national forest and north of the area we're looking, there is nothing. Um, if, if you take the area we're looking at and you put a big circle around it and then cut it in half, the 180 degrees north of this area, um, I would venture to say there's nothing in about a hundred mile radius up there. I mean, nothing—no people, no towns, no roads, no nothing.
7: That's my kind of place.
0: Yeah, but it's not <laughs> like all North that North far away from civilization. Just far enough.
7: Well, that's even better. Right. That's even better because you can get what you need, and you don't have to go for days.
0: You right. know, <laughs> to not that to get I it. not that I want to. So, if it can get delivered to my house, I'd just rather get it <laughs> delivered.
7: Uh, yeah, that's me too. I know I'm so lazy. It's Like, oh, Amazon, this is great. Exactly. I, I love living in the cities. At least yeah. For that, because I can get stuff same day. Same a lot of
0: day, stuff, right? Yeah.
7: Order it. Oh, it's here in a couple hours. Nice. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jackie. Hey, good. Good uh, stuff. One more oh thing. yeah, go ahead.
7: You talk about like natural springs and whatever, and you grew up in Salem and around that area, and I'm surprised you've never mentioned this because I lived actually in Salem for a couple of months. And there was a place, and I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was not far out of there where there was like a spring that would run down these rocks and stuff. And people would actually stop and put bottles, so you could fill your bottles if you didn't have any of this water. Do you remember that?
0: I now see, I didn't live or grow up in Salem. I grew up in Streetsboro. Both Lisa and I grew up in Streetsboro, which is, you know, 45 minutes uh, west of Salem, right on 14. Um, Lisa ended up moving to Salem and buying a house as an adult. So that was the Salem connection. When Lisa and I got back together, Okay, um, she had a house there. Then we bought a condo there for her mom to move her out of that big house. So we ended up selling both the condo and the house. But that was the Salem connection. I had never really spent much time there. So I'm not familiar with that spot, but I'm wondering if it's close to Nelson Ledges at all.
7: Yeah, I don't remember. We had we would leave Salem and we'd go down to this other place, Cause it was my boyfriend at the time, his his parents is Jackson. He owned they owned Jackson's restaurant right there in Salem. Oh I, and, I know uh, exactly yeah, where Yeah, We used to go down yeah. We used to yeah. go down this little campground Isn't it- and on our way down to the campground. Like down on Route Nine, I wanna say it might have been. I love that road too. That's a great road to go fast on
0: sounds right yeah hopefully
7: there's nobody else
5: coming because
7: there's a lot of curves and stuff but yeah and there was a nice little spring somewhere back there and yeah people would bring their bottles of water and you know leave empty bottles there in case you didn't have any to fill it it was just great water
0: yeah we have a bunch of those here i I see them all the time here because we do have so many springs and waterfalls and great water um there was an area there's an area out there called nelson ledges and it's this really unique there are true rock ledges and and like cliffs and uh, it's just unusual because it just comes out of nowhere and there it is um the other interesting yeah. thing about nelson ledges bruce and i talk about it because they had a racetrack and that's where bruce did when he was racing his corvette that's where he did a lot oh. of his racing was at nelson ledges racetrack
7: okay yeah that's awesome yeah yeah make sure you tell bruce tomorrow i forgot my goals right because i'll be able to call I him will. tomorrow tomorrow's uh, a yeah. day
0: I will. I'll let him know.
7: All right, man. That's all I got for
11: you.
0: Good stuff. Good to talk to you. Let's go to Florida. Pat, welcome to the program.
11: Hi, Kevin. I want to continue the conversation of uh, glucose and ketones. Sure. And from the point, from the point of view of uh, keto kills cancer cells, have you
0: heard anything about that? Uh, You know, I've heard a lot of things, um, you know, keto and cancer. And I'm not surprised. I mean, if we go back to the way hunter-gatherers ate, which was more keto carnivore style eating, um, we really didn't have a lot of cancers. I mean, it was almost unheard of. Um, so I, I'm not surprised, but I've, there's a couple different reasons or methods. Um, one is that there are some cancers that are that feed on sugar not all cancers do this but certain cancers absolutely feed on sugar and one of the ways we detect those cancers is they actually shoot they inject you with glue pure glucose that has a dye in it and then they do an x-ray like a, a there's another term for it but i can't think of it um, Looking to find where that sugar goes to that dyed sugar because it's going to go to the cancer cell that that's one of the ways they detect it, but not all cancers are like that. There are some cancers that don't feed on sugars, so that's one way a low carb diet itself does it, but I've also seen some evidence that 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 the ketosis and the ketones itself play a role in this too
11: um the information that I'm looking at or here is I, I uh, listened to some podcasts, in particular one with uh, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman uh, interviewing Dr. Thomas Seafried from Boston College. And he wrote a book about 10 years ago that basically says all cancers, uh, no matter what kind they are, uh, feed on two things. And you're right, the number one is glucose, but the other one is glutamine. So using the keto diet, he can starve out, a large portion of the cancer, um, and get down to that portion that is just the cancer that feeds on the glutamine. Because when you go to that ketogenic diet, uh, if you can eliminate most of the glucose, your brain and every other cell will work as those old ancestors used to work
0: on. It'll work
11: on fatty acids and ketones. Right,
0: right. Or, or the little um, so bit of he, glucose so can... that our body produces when we need it.
11: Right. Now, you had mentioned the Keto-Mojo. They're actually working, I think, on having one that doesn't just uh, measure your, your uh, glucose, but measures glucose and, and the ketones and gets a ratio. And this but doctor wait, says wait, that wait, you can wait, get wait, your wait, ratio
0: wait. down to two. They're, what do you mean they're working on one? <laughs> Keto-Mojo's had that for years. <laughs> that's, I think, one. You ha- it's not a continuous, I guess that's the oh, word I was oh, missing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... I actually, there is a company in in another country that already has a continuous ketone monitor. Um, I found it, and you can't order it here in the United States. Um, One of our tribe members gave me his address in Canada. You can actually order it in Canada. And I just haven't got around to doing it yet. I've got his address. I've got the order waiting. I just got to go finish it. It's just been... Um, kind of crazy around here. Is that, but, does, but I'm, that also, does that also measure the glucose at the same time? Uh, you know, I didn't look. Um, my guess would be that it does, but I don't know for sure. I'll have to check. But we, we know that we're heading to a point where at some point we will have good, accurate, continuous ketone monitors, just like we have continuous glucose monitors. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be interesting. I've said many, many times... No matter how many times I jabbed myself to take a ketone reading, no matter how many times I blew in my breath meters, I could never come up with any consistent patterns around ketones the way I could around glucose. And I'm hoping maybe a continuous monitor would help us learn something.
11: Great. Well, I think if um, the ratio is correct, they say one in three people is going to get cancer. Uh, to me that means 3 in 3 people know somebody with cancer so, if not themselves.
0: Yeah, here's here's another problem we have with this or problem or you know an explanation of why eating this way um really does protect you from cancer. One, we said it's low sugar and I- any cancer that feeds off sugar is going to have a very hard time or almost be impossible to take hold here. Then there are some others left. But there's another big factor here. The healthier we eat, whether it's keto or carnivore, the cleaner and healthier we eat, the stronger our immune system gets. And what we never realized is that a cancerous cell does not mean we're going to get cancer. A cluster of cancerous cells does not mean we're going to get cancer. We never realized our immune system takes care of cancer. We just thought it was like, oh, well, you got it. You got it. There's there's nothing you can do. Well, no, we have cancerous cells in our body all the time. And our immune system takes care of them. But if our immune system gets weak, then cancers become more rampant. And it, I don't think it's a coincidence that this jab the COVID vaccine weakens our immune system. And now we're hearing reports of turbo cancers. I just saw another one yesterday. Some other celebrity, I can't even keep them straight anymore, um, got cancer. And within a month, she's almost got a death sentence. Stage four, non-operable. She's just going to die. And and we're seeing an awful lot of this. And I have to believe it's because our lifestyle and all of these vaccines are wiping out people's immune system.
11: Right. And there's a possibility she could be saved if suddenly she went keto. But you know what the problem with that is. You can't tell people. You can, you can lead a horse to water. but You can't make them drink. You can't make it, people do keto. And how hard is it to convince somebody? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, Dale,
0: I think it was Nobody Dale Howard that came up with the other line that I really liked. He said, you can lead a person to knowledge, but you can't make them think.
11: That's a good one. I'd love that one. I think that's relevant. Yeah. I I, uh, I, I see all of these uh, people soliciting money for cancer and cancer for the kids, and you know, when the hair falls out, the rest of the hey. family cuts their, cuts their hair off. Hey, Pat. Uh, I would think that uh, of, if people go on a keto, go ahead.
0: Speaking of that, how old are you?
11: 67.
0: Haven't they been doing that—I was just thinking about this the other day, not just cancer, but— MS. I mean, I could go through disease after disease after disease after disease that almost my whole lifetime. And if we look at heart disease and cancer, I think it has been my entire lifetime. We've been raising money and doing walks and turning things pink and all kinds of gimmicks to raise money for all of the research on this disease, all these diseases. And they all say the same thing. Keep giving us money. We're going to cure this. Is there a single disease that anybody's cured yet? Even one? Well, like your other
11: caller mentioned, there's some stuff down in Mexico, things you're not allowed to do here because they well, would lose all their
0: money. Well, uh, wait I mean, a minute. Let's cheap, think about, about that. Billion a year Let, let's think about that. If that's true or not, I don't know. I mean, it, there's a lot of stories, but but let's just think about it. All of the money we've been raising here my whole life does not go to Mexico. Why don't we have the cure if we've raised all this money? Well, they don't want a cure. Exactly, that's my point. They don't want point. cure for anything. That's my point. These right. these, these walks, these my- blow up pink balloons, these pin this ribbon on for this disease, give us money, give us That's never going away. It never goes away. It's never cured a single disease in sixty years. Yeah. My- my
11: point with that is uh, instead of cutting your hair, why doesn't everybody go on a ketogenic I, diet and we'll all be more healthy when we can put a nail in the coffin of the pharmaceutical business?
0: It, 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 it's a wonderful thing to wish for, but it's kind of like wishing you're going to win the Powerball lottery, I think. I'm not? Uh, maybe. Keep trying. No, that's it's one coffee a day. That's all. Yeah, exactly.
11: (laughs) Anyway, anyway, That's my idea. This Thomas Seifert, he wrote the book 10 years ago. They've been keeping it under wraps for years. Uh, But the the fact is you can cure cancer with the proper
0: uh, uh, drugs. After you you knock it down with keto. Hey, If you want to know how long they've been keeping it under wraps, Otto Warburg actually proved this back in the 1940s. This isn't even new.
11: Right. Well, the new part for uh, Seafried is back when Warburg did that. They didn't know what glutamine was, which is the other fuel source that the cancer cells use. Right. Uh, but so what, he didn't even know that stuff existed. But what Otto but yet, Warburg was, he knew was, back
0: then. He didn't, what he was able to absolutely uh, prove is that cancer is a metabolic disease. Right. Exactly. That was Not the big breakthrough. Not genetic. And, right. And, and you, and you dropped
11: the, uh, the word the other day, but you haven't said much since it. But um, it's, it's the mitochondria. It's not in the nucleus. It's not where the genes are. It's the right. mitochondria where that dysregulated growth takes place and where keto starves it out. Yep. And uh, I think that's where uh, a big push could be into uh, you know, trying to live longer without cancer is, is living a life where uh, you're keeping your mitochondria healthy. Along those lines, right now, I'm taking up uh, sure. um, Dr. McCallum's advice of doing the niacinamide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I think that helps stimulate the mitochondria.
0: It, yeah, it, it might. You know, one of the things we absolutely know works, it, and it's so simple, but it, it makes total sense. All the things I was just talking about today, but my whole kind of lifestyle going forward, I'm going to start shifting things. I'm going to get back to more of a hunter-gatherer, clean kind of lifestyle because... All of those things we know impact our mitochondria and our telomeres in a very positive way. Just getting more sunshine every day is really good for your mitochondria and telomeres. Grounding mm-hmm, is good exactly. for your mitochondria. And, and all of these things are just basic stuff that as hunter-gatherers, we did 100% of the time. And now some people do it 0% of the time. There are people who, who, who probably haven't grounded themselves significantly in years. Who never walk without shoes. Right. Right. Or if they do, it's on asphalt or something where you're not grounding. You can actually ground walking on concrete, but not on asphalt. And that makes sense because concrete is just all natural. It's stone and sand, and asphalt is a petroleum product.
4: hmm
0: but I'm anyway, sure there are people money that, in that, that, that virtually never ground and get a very, very little sun exposure because they're always putting on sunscreens and, you know, makeup that has sunscreens. And I mean, we, we have really changed the entire way we live and we can see the results and it's not good.
11: Well, I think just as you're hinting at, people are going to go back to the basics. They're going to go back to that. It's it's cheaper. You don't eat as much. You know, you have more energy. You sleep better.
12: Yeah.
0: I'm looking and forward overall, to it. Overall, you're just generally more healthy. I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm hoping to I get just... to 107. There you go. I love that. Yeah, my mother went at 96.
11: 96 Bob Barker 99 why, why can't I do 107 in the next 20 years I'm sure we'll know more than we
0: know now you know the shocking thing is if we really would have taken all of the stuff we we learned about health and nutrition over the last 60 or 70 years we all should be thinking about living towards a hundred except we took all that information and did the opposite and now our lifespan is actually going down how sad is that? I don't think mine is. No, mine's not, but the average yeah, people certainly is. Yeah,
10: they
0: went down two years in the past year. Yep. It's terrible. And now I think it's, that number is going to get worse. I- all right, that's all we need. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. Let's go to New York this time. JR, welcome. Hmm. Hello. Sounds- oh, there you are. What's on your mind today?
8: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I guess.
8: Yeah, um I wanna talk about fasting. On Saturday around six o'clock I had three pork chops and some cauliflower and and uh broccoli. Then around twelve o'clock around around twelve o'clock I uh I went outside, started working on the lawnmower, cut the grass, came in like around eight o'clock, right? And I tested when, when I tested before I went out at 12, I was 111. Then when I came back in, I was at 140. Is that like a normal well, we, range to we We,
0: we got to we, we, we gotta go back and we have to get really accurate about a lot of things. And you may or may not have, have documented this well enough. And we have to be really accurate. So I have to know what you ate, how much of that thing you ate, and exactly what time.
8: Six, uh six, six o'clock on Saturday I had the three I had the the three pork chops uh I would say probably maybe like about well, six by six you know round average and uh, uh a bowl of uh, broccoli and cauliflower mm-hmm.
0: did you put anything on the broccoli and cauliflower
8: yeah. oh, um the 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 primal kitchen uh ranch
0: okay. And anything else like a kombucha to drink or anything? No, okay. no. All right, and no, then you went uh, out.
8: Just, uh, and my, then you went uh, out. Ice
0: tea, sugarless ice cream. Oh, sh- yeah, then sugarless, Sunday, any kind of artificial or any kind of other sweetener in there, like stevia? Yeah,
8: the the. the, okay. the um, Oh, oh my God, see, um, oh, oh my God, I can't remember the name. See. Oh, shit. I can't think it's, of a. Uh, it, it,
0: it has no sugar. Can't think of a sweetener wow. that starts with These
8: are C. The big, the, the big yellow container.
0: Oh, so this is a true artificial sweetener oh. like aspartame. Equal, yeah, one of those. Yeah, first off, throw that crap away. When you look at it, it
8: doesn't say anything about sugar. uh,
0: uh, No, I know it's not sugar. It's Mm. an artificial sweetener. But there are some artificial sweeteners that are really bad for us. And then there are some zero-calorie natural sweeteners that aren't quite so bad for us. So artificial. So when I hear yellow, it makes me think of the packets on the table at the restaurant. There's blue, pink, and yellow. All three of them are highly I mean, toxic poisonous substances. No, I
8: think Ice teammates. Oh my god, I can't remember. I can't have a brain fart right we, now. Well you said
0: it was yellow, so unless you can come up with a name, I'm going to assume it's the but it doesn't matter. Let's set it aside. All mm. anything that has a sweet taste, whether it's real sugar, maple sugar, honey, uh Stevia, which is a zero calorie natural sweetener, erythritol, xylitol, all of those. There's nothing all that wrong with them, but they can raise blood sugar. Now we move on to the artificial sweeteners, aspartame, sucralose, and I forget the third wow. one. Those are the That's three the big the, the pink, red, and or the pink, blue, and yellow. So I'm wondering if you really are staying yeah, away from that. and sweeten
8: those and that. Right.
0: Those... No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't take any of those packets. Those will I don't, raise... I don't do those. I know, but you said it's a yellow container and you can't tell me what it is. So I just have to say it's a possibility, uh, since you don't know the difference, that you are eating a nasty artificial sweetener in that product. That's all I'm saying. Just be ooh. careful. Most consumer products ooh. on the market that are sugar-free use garbage, um, artificial sweeteners, those big three. The better products now have shifted to things like monk fruit and stevia and erythritol. But all of them, anything that has a sweet taste can raise our blood sugar. Have you ever in your life been diabetic? Oh, I am
8: diabetic. I have been
0: diagnosed diabetic oh, since, well uh, since 90s 1996. So, how long have you been eating oh, carnivore or really. keto or low carb or whatever you're eating? Low no. no carb
8: for the last like uh, two, 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 three years. And how, um, my how sugar much has have come you come down? Do you,
0: do you monitor right. a lot?
8: Oh, yeah. Okay. At least, at least two, and is this some, three times you're
0: asking specifically about this one time where we had a slightly high reading. Is this common or is this reading really unusual?
8: No, I, I've I've seen it a, a few times that I, that I don't eat, but yet I go outside. Well, wait a minute, and I you did exercise, eat. You, know, you told
0: me you ate
8: the, the, the day the day yeah the day before the day you before I, I you told me eat. two
0: hours. I just asked that. No, no, I'll, I'm, you said sorry, I'm sorry. six o'clock and then On eight Saturday. o'clock is what I heard. I didn't hear different days. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. On Saturday, six o'clock, I had the pork
8: chops. On Sunday. At two o'clock, I went outside. When did Sunday, you have the broccoli and cauliflower? I went outside. That was with the pork chops, Saturday,
0: six o'clock. Okay. So Sunday, then, let like, that, yeah, th- those two occurrences have nothing to do with each other or very, very little. But I can explain why you had a high reading. You had Mm -hmm. some Dawn effect because you hadn't eaten. You were fasting, and your body will start producing glucose as it goes lower. If you had a continuous glucose monitor on, I could probably show you this exact pattern in the monitor. But when we just randomly check with a finger stick Mm -hmm. now and then, we miss a lot of this. But you were fasting, so you woke up with the Dawn mm -hmm. effect. You went out and did exercise, which can lower your blood sugar but in the beginning it actually raises your blood sugar it's a stress response Mm -hmm. and you're diabetic Mm -hmm. i'm not at all surprised you had this number
8: Mm -hmm. yeah because I what is your what what uh, was um, the
0: last a1c you recorded 5.9 yeah you're still you are still insulin resistant and your story is yeah, not I'm the same fine, as the fine, last person fine. I talked to. That was five point seven, I think. I said his five point seven was completely normal. I don't think your five point nine is. I think you're still insulin resistant. We would we would be able yeah, to prove that with I, I a continuous so. glucose we'll monitor. So that's what I would recommend. Wear a monitor I, for a month.
8: I've used uh, the the the, the G seven, you know, for like two three two three weeks. And I saw my the highest high I I ever went was like one sixty okay. after I ate a meal.
0: What was that and meal? A lot of times they hang what, what was that meal? Slow down. Trying to. Oh man, I can't. I can't, I can't remember. So now. when when you wore the monitor, yeah, did did you document your food? Yeah. Did, yeah, well, you could go back. And, yeah, now. you could go back and look yeah. at those records. My guess, is, see here's the thing. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like you spent the money on a monitor but didn't learn anything. It's like you put it on but you didn't really do anything with the data. The whole point of wearing these is to learn, to learn what affects your blood sugar. Are you yeah, still yeah, insulin I, resistant? I,
8: I, I, saw, I saw that when I ate some things, certain things, how, how high ate, things, it would go uh, up. What things?
0: The- That's what I'm trying to get to when I ask you those questions. Che- what meal made you go to 160?
8: Um, that I wouldn't care. Huh? Oh, that happened when, when I ate Chinese food um it was meat but the soup i think the house special soup that they made that was what i think made um brought my sugars up because even though it's only it was, even though it was only
0: only meat well no it wasn't only eggs, meat stop right there it, it was stop, ha- stop. Only meat would be. I have a piece of meat in front of me, and I cut a piece off and put meat in my mouth. You, I heard you say soup. Heard you say Chinese food. Now you're saying it was only meat. Which one? You got to be no, no. accurate.
8: See in, in in the soup. All right. Like I said, it was it was meat and eggs. But I noticed that the soup it's it wasn't like water. It was it was thick. So that's leading me might, to believe that the was put some in sort of
0: thickener in it. Right. There could have been anything in there. This is why we really try to avoid Mm. restaurants, because we have no idea what the hell they're putting in there. Most people don't realize a lot of breakfast restaurants put flour, wheat flour in their omelets. You think you're getting eggs, just eggs, and you're not. You're getting wheat flour in your omelet. So we've really got to be careful with restaurants all around. I mean, I really, really uh, try to avoid restaurants or when I do it, I'm very purposeful about it and I'm careful about what I order. Um, You are still insulin resistant. You might want to do a, a discovery call with Lauren. We can kind of get you on track. And when you do the discovery call, Bring us your records from when you wore the continuous glucose monitor. I have a feeling there are a lot of lessons in there that you missed. Let's, uh, let's go to Illinois. Jerry, welcome to the program.
12: Hi, Kevin. I am going to carry on a conversation with you that's way beyond my intelligence, but I want to clarify <laughs> possibly something about Jackie's call and the, your concern about the silicon. In that brand new oil. Yeah. When I first started, okay, years ago and my truck was new, like 2.6 million miles ago, I started right off the get-go of sampling with ALS laboratories, and they never, and I've never changed oil. I mean, I was, I've never changed brands of oil. It's always consistent with the same brand of oil. ALS laboratories never, ever flagged my silicone. Then when I put my OPS on, and I started dual sampling, o, uh, Polaris would always flagged the silicon around and it was always hung in there around ten. And I finally called them and said, Why do you keep flagging this? And they say, well, because the minimum or the maximum for Cummins is ten. So I called my oil blender, and I'm not a chemist, that's why I'm getting in to talk beyond my intelligence, my oil blender uses ten parts per million of silicon as an anti foam agent. So, of course, I was always going to have 10 parts per million as a minimum in my oil sample because they use it as a— Well, wait a minute. —as
0: an uh, right, right, right. anti-foam agent. Now, the, wh- tell okay, me what oil ahead. it is. Tell me what oil. Senpico. Oh, so it had to be some oddball. Um, I, I've looked at a lot of oil samples. What are you, oddball? Senpico, when, is a, Senpico is an old,
12: old, old, old name-line company based out of Cleveland, Ohio, right up there where you're from, so—
0: Well, it's still an oddball because I could ask. It's not an oddball oil. No, it is an oddball oil. I could ask 20 people if they've ever heard of it, and they would say, no, I'm not saying it's a bad oil. I just said it was an oddball oil. I've been in the industry 40 years, I've never heard of it, and I'm from Cleveland. So that makes it kind of an oddball oil in my book. It's just, it, way to the life, Kevin. That's it, all there is to it, it. It. It's not bad. It's just, it's, uh, <laughs> this is a little different. I'm going to have to no, go it's I, not. I, it's, I'm, it's I'm actually going to have to do a little research on this. I'm wondering, God, my mind's kind of, so is it well, possible? Well, this goes back to the discussion well, we Hold had. on. If, it, if it's possible let me, that silicon is used as an anti-foaming, anytime something is used as an anti-something else, What's the word I'm looking for? It's going to get consumed, like base. Base is there as an anti-acid, so when there's acid present, it consumes the base. I'm wondering if you use silicon as an additive for anti-foam, the foam consumes the base. This would be very confusing, though, because every oil sample I've ever looked at that was over 10. We always found the reason. I've never seen a normal oil sample over 10. But here's
12: the difference you're, you're missing, and I, I missed it too. And I even asked you this question, we both missed it, so I did a little research. The difference we're missing is, is the terminology. There's a difference between silicone and silicon. One is an artificial agent, and one is dirt. That, yes. And they don't differentiate between the... uh, Correct. On the oil sample, evidently they don't
0: differentiate. We understand that because we talk about it all the time. All the time. You get into the overhead and two things will raise your silicon. One, there's dirt in the air. I mean, even in the cleanest shops, you might get some dirt into the engine while it's open. But the bigger reason is not real dirt. It's all the chemicals they use, like... Gasket sealers and cleaners and all this, st- right? That's where. So we do know the difference between dirt and artificial silicon. We talk about it all the time.
12: Well, I'm just I'm just telling you what my research uh, indicates to me. So possibly, maybe whatever oil that was, maybe that the seemed- case with their oil. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I'm just saying that's what, that's what I determined to be on mine. And I finally ended up sending a sample brand new right out of my bottle to Polaris Labs to set a baseline. And now they no longer since they set that baseline, they no longer flag my so- samples. On the
0: silicon. If, if this is a regular practice to put silicon in as an anti foaming additive, if it's a regular practice, then something happens to consume that silicon because 99% of the oil samples I review are always under 10. That's our number. I mean, if if, if every truck was always showing up over 10, then 10 wouldn't be our number anymore. 10's the number because we know that's when damage starts to occur. We start to see higher wear metals if silicon goes above 10. So one of two things either happening, that using silicon as an additive is fairly rare and it's only this, you know, oddball oil that you're using, or it is a regular practice, but it gets consumed by something.
12: And there may be other chemical elements that other oil blenders put in for an anti foaming. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. I'm not a blender, but I talked to my oil blender that is a chemist, and that's what he told me. So, yeah, I'm I have a feeling that's not a regular I'm told practice. I'm not to say I'm and I'm talking beyond my intelligence. That's, I don't know. I'm not a chemist. <laughs> yeah, but... here's,
0: here's another example <laughs> Molly, mo- molybdenum, molybdenum. That's a hard word to say. Um, we, that's why we call it moly. Uh, is an additive but not all oils use it it's a friction modifier but there are other friction modifiers so sometimes we'll see crazy high levels of molly on one oil sample and we'll see none on another
12: right so i just passing on what i found out because i know i'm gonna
5: do a little dig
12: yeah. flagging that so
5: i'm gonna do a little dig and i don't know how
12: to find out i could maybe get you the I don't know what they call that data sheet from my oil blender, and maybe I could get it so you see. But I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just not a chemist. So now I'll, I'll. I'm not
0: like a Ziggs, chemist. For example, either. I got
12: into a big, I got into a big argument the other day with uh, somebody was saying absolutely, Cummins, you have to run Shell Rotella. You have to because it's it's the highest oil on the market with zinc in it. You have to run Shell Rotella. Well, it's... and I finally got out of them. The Shell Rotella is is uh, twelve hundred parts per million of of uh, zinc added zinc. And my Sempico is 1,600. So they say that since so, Rotella was the best oil on the market for zinc, well, let, well let maybe me, it isn't, you know. It
0: might not be, but let me tell you again. That's I'll go back to that's an oddball oil no, nobody's ever heard of. Maybe we need to know more about it. Maybe it is a really good oil. High zinc is a good thing. Oh, it is. It, trust it, me. You know, both John Walco and I, um, and John was the one that helped me identify that. I had been saying for years, I can't tell enough difference in any oil um rotella is a good standby great oil easy to get there's zero problems with it so you might as well just use it i can't figure out any better oil and then when john started doing the show with us john said kevin i'll tell you why it's so good we use it in racing not in diesels just in their race cars they use rotella diesel oil because it's got high zinc they went after that oil just for that purpose, and I didn't know that at the time. Now you're telling me here's another oil; that's even higher in zinc.
12: Yep, it's good oil. That's all I know. I've used it for God Lord all my life, nearly, and it's just been really good oil, Kevin. So good stuff. And I'm not a salesman. I don't have any any affiliation with the company at all. I just know it's really good. It's made out of a out of the. Uh, they, they stay consistent with their base oil. They use a Pennsylvania crude, and they've stayed consistent over the years with their uh, crude that they use. So they've had a very, very high-quality, consistent oil for years and years and years. So. Sounds good to me. Anyway, that's all I wanted just to add that in there, just to confuse you, everybody, on the silicon level. I I, I just am so brain-dead on the chemistry <laughs> of it, that's the best I can do for now.
0: Now, everything you said does make sense, and we do talk about the differences between true dirt and and a silicon that came from a product. That's why we tell people, after you've had the engine open, we have to ignore that number. Let's uh, let's go to Kansas. Bob, welcome to the program.
10: Hey, Kevin, I just wanted to talk to you about the discussion about cancer and stuff. I mean, I've, I've been a little bit frustrated, you know, I mean, I have absolutely changed my life around and from just losing weight and, stop snoring, and, you know, acid indigestion's gone. And I've done this in the last five years of my life, and, and it kind of got me into this learning about the keto diet and reading books or listening to books on tape, you know. And I listened to that book, Ravenous, and I've heard this guy, Tom. can't think of his last name. He's a professor, and he talks about cancer and curing cancers. And, you know, I read the book, uh, or what is it, you know, the The problem with the brain, I can't think of it. Chris crap or somebody wrote the uh, book anyway. R-
0: brain energy. All
10: these things that, that, brain energy, there you go. And uh, all these things that uh, are being fixed, you know, by this diet, right? And I, and I even quit drinking for some reason. I mean, I was a heavy drinker, and I just absolutely, like, one day, just like, I don't like the way it makes me feel anymore. I know. And I thought that, I mean, that's crazy in so, my family. But, but and my whole my it, group of friends that I have.
0: It and is the, crazy. Here's the
10: frustrating part that I have. Go ahead. I have I, I am frustrated at this because my wife has an uncle and he's a really good guy. Just the coolest guy. Always has a conversation. He's a salesman, you know, I think he I don't know exactly what he sold, but he's one of those older gentlemen that are just always interested about what's going on in your life and just super cool. And he has cancer. He. Di- he had two different types of cancer. One, one, one's in his like, you know, colon or something, and the other one is now. and And they worked on that for a while, and now it's up in his lungs, and uh, he's probably gonna die. There's n- I, nothing anybody can do for him, you know. And I really wanted. My wife was telling me about it. She's really upset. And I really wanted to say. I was like, man, I know something, you know. And but you know what, Kevin? Nobody's gonna listen. I to know. Me. Nobody, I know. nobody's going to do anything it, about it. Yep. And these people are going to die because of this? Because yeah. nobody, everybody's like, oh, that keto died. That's stupid. Why would you even bring that up? You know? And will it, we just let these people go?
0: Uh, yeah. It's just frustrating. Oh, I mean, no, it's, it, 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 it's, you know, it, it's, it's, very no, frustrating. You know, I, I want to go back to the alcohol thing. I, I grew up in a family surrounded by alcohol there was alcohol everywhere growing up. I I was in a big family. People came over every weekend throughout the week. There was always alcohol. Um, I grew up with my dad working in the garage and we had a kegerator in the garage. And by the time I was 15 or 16, it it was just a regular thing for me to, you know, be working on a car and, and have a beer. It was just that normal or common around my family. And there was a lot of heavy drinking. Um, I went through phases of heavy drinking when I was younger, and then I kind of gave that up, and most of my life thought that a glass or two of alcohol every day is actually healthy. They told us that, right? Yeah. They told us that over and over and over. If you're a male, two servings of alcohol a day, they actually said was healthy, and a female, one serving of alcohol a day was healthy. And especially wine, you know, wine was so special. So I drank about one or two glasses of wine every night for most of my life until I started eating healthy. And then the healthier I ate and the longer I ate that way, the less my body could even tolerate alcohol. I quit not necessarily because I I made. My story
10: is almost exactly like yours.
0: Yeah, my
10: story sounds exactly like yours. My my, dad drank every every night, every single night. Yeah, my dad drank warm beers, or just like he would put it on the porch. You'd walk into the house and you'd have to go stick it in the freezer for a couple minutes because it was room temperature beer. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't stand (laughs) it. But when I was sixteen years old, I was
0: doing that. Yeah. That was a normal thing around my house. Nobody said a thing. If I wanted to have a beer at 16, I just had a beer. Yeah. Um,
10: and then one day and, I wake up, I, I start eating a certain way, and one day I wake up and I'm like, why am I doing this? I feel terrible every time I do it. Yeah. You know, at I, the beginning of the keto thing, I was like figuring out ways that I could continue to drink. And, and you know, like, oh, does right. this have sugar in it? Yeah, well, or me what, too. what does
0: this do? Me, I, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then I I, I will honestly say I didn't in the beginning, I didn't necessarily make a point to quit. I just started realizing I don't like the way this makes me feel anymore. I keep trying to chase that feeling that I just don't get anymore. And I actually feel worse. So that's what started slowing me down. And then at some point I thought, you know, maybe this is a sign you know, if your body doesn't tolerate this alcohol now that that maybe it's because you've gotten so clean and so healthy, your body's smart enough to know this stuff's poison.
10: I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I understand. It tastes, you know, I used to love the way Jack Daniels tastes. tastes you get this nice almondy flavor in your <laughs> mouth. I don't get that at all anymore. I, I taste medicine. In my mouth,
0: Kevin. Yeah, isn't it weird? But
10: it's not really about me. This what was really frustrating me is that this guy, you know, maybe maybe there's nothing to, can save him now, and I know there probably isn't. But at the beginning, when he started fighting the cancer, he was he was a strong old man, and he it, if I could have just said, "Hey, why don't you do this diet?" I know, and he listened to me, and he do it. He he probably could have, maybe I don't know, maybe not. Who knows? I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, let no way let's they're going to listen to some dumbass truck driver. Let's just take that idea to an extreme. And that's the frustrating part.
0: Yeah, let's take it. Let's get really frustrated. Let's take it to an extreme. Think about all the crap we're dealing with in our world right now. Um, and we're going to have to get a little political here. The whole trans issue. How have we gone so far off the rails that human beings don't even know what gender they are? You know, we
10: I think it's we, because they're eating we, the wrong kinds of food, you, you, they're eating it, these estrogen foods.
0: Absolutely, and boys can't tell if they're boys or they're girls. Yes, I, I agree. You try to say that though, and holy cow, people they are they're, they're stuck in the wrong body. They know that they're bullshit. None of us are stuck in the wrong body. I'm sorry, nature doesn't work that way, they're in the right body. We have screwed their hormones and their metabolism up so bad, they don't know what sex they are anymore. They don't know what gender they are anymore. We don't know what we're supposed to eat as human beings. We're that ignorant. Every animal on the planet knows exactly what it should eat except us. And we, yeah, we are, so, so let's think point. about this. If we could wave a magic wand, And everybody, everybody in the country, not the world right now, the country ate the way we talk about, or at least moved that way or got close, just like the tribe. Not everybody's super strict, but everybody got results. Imagine what our country would look like if that happened. It will never, ever happen. I'm not thinking that it could ever happen, but if it did, think about what that would change. Are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Did, did I shock you so much you were speechless?
10: <laughs> I I didn't hear. I'm sorry. I didn't hear what your last point was. was
0: it? Oh, I said if, and, and it will never, ever happen. But if we could get the whole country the way to eat the way we talk about, think about all the things that would transform.
10: That's what I, I, I think it would be amazing if people would do that. It but would I be. Just, Believe that nobody's going to do this. I mean, all these people that are preaching about it and talking about it online, and they are just totally dismissed. I I watched an article the other day. I seen an art, that the, the carnivore diet is for fools, and this this is just absolute garbage, and that people are going to die of heart attacks. I, you know what, Kevin? I did a. I haven't been to the doctor in ten years, probably. And I went and I got a. I had to get a blood test for life insurance stuff for the bank, and they, um, my all my numbers were perfect. I haven't had pressure.
0: Oh boy, I think you drove into a bad area because uh, I think we're losing you. Oh, nah, we just lost the line completely. All right, uh, we've got lines open. Um, I'll hang up. I can't believe it's already twenty minutes to eleven. Um, I'll hang out another 20 minutes or until we run out of calls. I'm on my last call right now. Uh, Let's go to Missouri. Gene, welcome.
2: Hi, Kevin. How are you today?
0: Good. What's on your mind?
2: Good. Uh, I called the other day uh, into the store and wanted to know if, after looking through the store and and also on uh, uh, Dr. Wilson's website uh, as well, uh, trying to find uh, maybe a supplement to help with a, a torn rotator cuff. Is there any particular supplements mm. that you
0: know of that? Not, will- not necessarily. I mean, we can look at things like collagen because it, it's good for joints and connective tissue. Um, the biggest thing we want to do, really, it, it's not that we're eating a certain food or taking a certain supplement. We want to make sure that the way we're eating in any supplements we take are very anti-inflammatory. That that's really right. I mean there's yep. there's not necessarily any supplements that are going to directly go heal this. You know, we, we hope that we're eating in a way that we have enough good nutrition that our body's gonna heal itself. There there can be times when when we may be over inflammatory, so this this presents itself with more pain and won't go away as quick. So make sure your diet is very low inflammatory. And for right now, while you're healing, the the least inflammatory food group is animals, meat. I mean, that's that's just the least inflammatory of all the foods. Oh, yeah. Every plant food has oh, yeah. Yeah, some potential for inflammation and some other things. So um, very heavy carnivore and I, bone broth would be great. I would drink maybe two cups of bone broth every day, you are going to get the specific nutrition. So I I would do this more as a whole food thing, not a supplement thing. Now I can say this, if you've got some intense pain that's bothering you and you don't want to take something over the counter, which I wouldn't, um, the one supplement in our store, it's called Intenzyme. It's actually a digestive supplement, but... If you take high doses on an empty stomach, like ten to twelve capsules on an empty stomach, it's a really powerful anti-inflammatory, and you can do that twice a day. You could take ten to twelve capsules twice a and day. And
10: what, what was it called?
0: Called Intenzyme Forte. Okay. So if you have some acute pain, I know I went through, went through. You, you can do that to to ease the pain. But I would stick with a good carnivore diet. Add some bone broth. If you're doing um, NDK coffee, put some collagen in there. But other than that, there aren't any real specific supplements I would recommend. Okay. Good enough. Well, that's all I had. All right. Thanks for what you do. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. And we got a couple more. So uh, we might go right up to 11 o'clock today. Let's go to Detroit this time. Robert, welcome to the program.
9: Good morning, Kevin. Uh, I had a question about that uh, train crash of a space you had last week. I didn't get to hear it, and I wanted to go there and do a little laughing, but I can't find it on your app. I can find Thursdays and Fridays. They're all lined up nice and pretty. But that Uh, Monday one's not there, and I didn't know if you could get it.
0: We can. Let me ask Aaron real quick um, where he might be on that process. I hate when I have to type and talk at the same time. I sound like a retard. Um, (laughs) Recording from Monday's space. Oh, you can't miss Um. a good train crash. I'm a truck driver. I want to see the crash on the other uh, side uh, of the uh, highway. uh, Yeah, I know. This was a train crash. Uh, So here's what happens sometimes. Um, I record it locally but we're still having weird audio issues with spaces. I have a feeling uh, what's happening on my recording is I'm not getting the return. It goes silent like sometimes our callers do. And then if I'm not streaming it live, I'm also not recording it. There's no audio there to record because it has to come back from Twitter to me to record it. So it's a weird setup. We had to I had to put a couple hacks in place to even make this work. As far as I know, I'm the only person live streaming a Twitter space. I don't know that anybody else is doing it. And it wasn't easy. Um, And we do have these weird technical issues. What happens then is the recording is no good. Twitter has a full recording all the time because I do record it on Twitter as well. But what has to happen then Twitter will not release that file to us in a way we can use it. So what Aaron has to do is Aaron has to run a recording program and he has to play the entire space and capture it as a recording. Okay. So, so when we have a, 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 an issue on our recording, then that means Aaron has got to go set up a recording that's going to last three, three and a half, four hours some days. And then he's got to edit that and get it loaded. And and sometimes we get a little behind on that. So I I just asked to see where he was on that. Yeah. But here's the. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. I just thought several of the callers have said they've gone back and listened to it. I didn't see it. Yeah. It must be there. Yeah, because several people. I I think Terrence said he went back and listened to it. I think this last caller said he went back and listened to it. it. Maybe there'll be
9: the icon for uh, trucking,
0: business and beyond, or I, power not, hour, and I just go to those, and it'll have all the dates. Yeah, I'd have to go check. Here's the other possibility. I guess it's possible somebody's listening to this on Twitter itself, the recording. If well, you, maybe they go to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you have the Twitter app, you might be able to go back. But at some point, it will be on our app if it's not there now. I'm checking right now. <laughs>
9: Because I see the weekly shows lined up at the bottom, and then you know for every day, and then the and then it has those shows. where You could choose the Power Hour, and it have all the dates that a Power Hour happened, or right. choose all the dates that a Trucking Efficiency, yeah, and Health Destination help. But I don't see nothing with the little Twitter emblem saying, "Hey, these are the Twitter spaces that we have made."
0: I'm asking right now. We do have the recording, Aaron said. So I'm asking, is it on the app, and how do you find it? There we go. Uh, we'll see. Um, Aaron said it should be live. He's going to go check to confirm and then he'll probably tell me where it is on the app too. And I'll pass it along. Uh Oh, you there? Maybe I lost the call. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay. Yeah. We're checking. Nope. So uh, I'll it. pass that along here in a couple minutes. And the,
9: and the other thing is rotility. My Harley Davidson manual specifically Names Rotility as a, a backup really? oil. It says if you can't get Harley Davidson, yes sir. If you can't buy Harley Davidson oil, buy Rotility, and it's got it right. It's you know, it's a trademark name, but it's in there, and uh, and it says and then replace it
0: with Harley Davidson oil when available. But it's in there. So I I might need to do a little research because it's uh, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, we have API classification, so we know exactly what oil can work in what engine. You would never, as far as I know, there are no oils that were made for gasoline engines that we would want to put in a diesel. They have the wrong additive packages, they have some issues. But it seems like there are definitely some diesel oils we can use in gasoline engines and they work really well.
9: Uh, Yeah, the only reason I wouldn't put it in anything, uh, my my Harley is air-cooled, so a 20W50 or 1545, that'd be fine. But I would never, ever want to, you know what I mean, play anything with these new fangled cars with that heavy oil Oh (laughs) in my
0: focus. Well, (laughs) you can get Rotella now in a 30 weight.
9: Yeah, I I haven't seen it in the store, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it's out. Uh, Somebody just sent me that the other day. All right, here it is. Um, uh, So Aaron says it's there. They need to go to the Discover page and select Twitter space. Oh, okay, so you go to the
9: discover page. Yep. Then select Twitter Space. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and then train crashes on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, thank you.
0: You're welcome. You'll 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 get a kick out <laughs> of it maybe. Right. You may just be totally frustrated too. Maybe. That was just the way a lot of people reacted. Uh let's go to Vermont. Casey, welcome. Good day, Kevin. How are you today? Doing wonderful. What can I help you with? Boy, good. Well, um,
13: actually, for the
0: Twitter. Uh um, oh. Sorry. wait Wait, Twitter, I say. wait. Wait a minute! I was yeah, losing you. Yeah, now no, you're I'm back. Little, Start over.
13: I'm in a little bit of a crappy area. I should clear up here very quickly.
0: You sound um, good now.
13: I listened to that. I listened to that Monday recording on Twitter, and the biggest problem listening to it, at least on my phone on Twitter, is I have to keep refreshing the face to get it back get it lit up and it start playing again it'll play for about four or five minutes it quits again
0: were you let me ask you something were you doing it on a laptop or a tablet no right on my phone okay laptops or tablets have issues the, those, it, the software does not like to right. play well with those um, the whole technology has some so- issues I mean, we we deal with it all the time. If somebody's Internet gets a little shaky, they drop out. So there's a lot of that going on. And it's worse in our space. And I'll tell you why. Many spaces, all the people that are listening are at home or in an office and their Internet doesn't change. Right. Most of our listeners are driving down the road and their Internet connection changes constantly.
13: Yep. Yep. Well, mine will do it if I'm on my Wi-Fi at home and it'll, it'll stay lit up for, you know, it'll stay going for, like I say, five minutes, might even go 10 minutes sometimes. Then it'll go completely dead. I go over and refresh my face, bring the face back up, lit up, and it'll start playing again. And then it'll do it for a bit and then it goes out. But I've also found that even like going down the road, if I have my GPS on so my face is lit all the time, it'll continually play all the time, not shut off.
4: Okay. Huh.
13: It's weird. I tried to get my son, Wicked Tech Savvy. I tried to get him to see if he could make my phone just stay lit up so I could just listen to it. No, he said he couldn't figure out any way to make it do that.
4: Huh. All right.
13: <laughs> anyway, my, my main question about the uh, butter mayonnaise, I got two actually. Um, one, any idea what the refrigerated
0: shelf life of it is no clue no idea Um, and i don't even (laughs) know how to know other than got
13: hair on it
0: other yeah other than stick it in the refrigerator and wait for it either to smell funky or show some mold i mean i I don't know how else you would know here's the thing i always think about you know every time i see somebody post the recipe for stuff like this they will say it lasts one week in the refrigerator. I'll be like, are you sure? Did you just make that up? Or did you just copy that off the last person? Because here's the thing. There's there's only a couple ingredients here. There's eggs. Mm -hmm. There's butter. How long do eggs last in the refrigerator? Months sometimes for me. How long does butter last in the refrigerator? Forever. (laughs) Never, ever. Butter sitting on the counter doesn't even go bad. So why, when no, I combine exactly. these things, would now they only last for a week? I'm always a little suspicious of that.
13: Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I
4: agree with
0: you. I'm not saying it could be. Plus, you're putting happen. mustard and salt in it, and mustard yeah. and salt does it, helps, too. It, right, and those two things all last forever. There, there's nothing That's we're forever. putting yeah, in exactly. here that is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there, there's almost nothing we put in here that goes bad at all. Right. No, I agree. And I'm not saying no, that when you it. combine all these things, some chemical reaction might happen that makes it more susceptible to spoilage. I, I don't know, but it, I don't see any evidence of that. Honestly, I've got one in my refrigerator I forgot about that's probably a month old. I guess I should go check it.
13: <laughs> so my second question on it is, um, when you do do it with bacon fat, what anything any different?
0: Not that I sure. know of, because I do it keep exactly the same. I, as
13: you do it with uh, the butter.
0: Yeah, I do it exactly <laughs> the same. You melt it so it pours. Um, I keep bacon fat out on the counter for months at a time, maybe even years. Sometimes I use yeah. the same oh, yeah. container. Bacon? Yeah, it and when it's when it's a little empty, right. I put more in. I don't even clean it out.
4: Yeah.
13: No, me either. Me either. Keeping the frog, just continually use it. Yeah, it just sits there in a little. But I, ceramic. I was
14: more, more wondering about the proportions.
0: Uh. I, Really stick pretty close. There are recipes uh, online. You'll find them for the butter, for the bacon, for all of these. Stick pretty close to the recipes. Okay. Typically, the more fat you put in, the thicker your um, product will be. That's kind of the variance.
13: Uh, the, the butter one spreads. Butter one spreads beautifully.
0: Yes. Yeah, it really does beautifully. <laughs> when the butter mayo is at room yeah. temperature, oh, yeah. it's an awesome consistency.
13: And, well, I've been I've been using, um, well, it's two different... Oh, uh, hey, wait a minute. I just thought of something.
0: I just thought of something. Okay. My thought process was missing a piece. Eggs last in the refrigerator for months only because they're in their shell. Once you crack them open, they do become pretty volatile to spoilage. Yeah,
13: that makes
0: sense. I just that thought about sense. that. So makes that sense. might be the weak but part I'm, of this. It's the egg because we've opened it, cracked it.
13: But I still can't believe it's going to go bad in a week, especially when it's emulsified in butter or, Egg, yeah. or bacon fat or right. something that is so stable as that, that.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, I mean, too.
13: Hell, you, you you can make a cake with a, with eggs and you can leave it out on the shelf.
0: That's true. You're for, right. You're <laughs> close right. to a damn week
13: and nothing doesn't go bad. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
13: <laughs> I wouldn't need it anymore, but I had for years. I mean, you know, yeah. I did that for years eating cake that you had out for a week.
0: Huh. And
13: that's not even in the refrigerator.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
13: No. <laughs> all righty thank you very much kevin you're right keep on keeping on
0: you're welcome thanks for the call let's uh we're down to our final two calls today we're going to wrap this up after these let's go to california byron welcome to the program
14: hey I, i'm going to say thanks for all the all the information you know out there so you know and like you said the three dollars for your. Your the the setup is just—I mean—it's a steal for all the information that's on there, and the diet is just incredible. Eat clean, you know. I'm 60, and it just like took all the joint pain away. Yes, much energy. It's yeah. It's hey, welcome. you know,
0: and, and another guy. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I had a thought about this this morning, and I think I made a note about it, but I forgot to go back and look at all my notes. So you said you're 60, right? Same age I am. When did you start eating this way?
14: Oh, I'm gonna guess maybe two, three years ago. Just listening, you know, it's slowly working into it. You know, it's like
0: so. I've, I've
14: got Sugar, some good news you know, for you. To get rid of
0: so we we all know we've all experienced the radical change in the way we feel when we make this change, right? Like you just said, joint pain goes away, our energy levels are through the roof, our brain works better. We all remember that initial change and in how much better we feel. I got thinking about something though. I I, I made the change when I was fifty-two, and now I'm sixty. So eight years for me. Things are still getting better. Really, things are still getting better each year. And I I had this thought. It took me 52 years to get as sick as I was, right? And every year my health got a little worse. I gained a little more weight. My joint pain got worse. My brain fog was worse. Everything about my health every year got a little worse. Well, that was 52 years worth of a little worse. I'm wondering, could I also see 50 years of improvement now? Would I get better and better every year? and Will this just keep going? I think it will. I don't know, just think how
14: healthy we had have been if we'd have started eating that way in our 20s or whatever. Uh, it's just, that, uh, that's it's why I'm, the we
0: That's why I'm so excited about my grandsons and now my new granddaughter. Um, but they've been eating like this since they were since before they were born. Their parents ate like this.
14: That's, that's perfect. And just like the other guy talking about telling people, you know, you see somebody that way, and it's like, man, I, I know something that could help you, but you, you don't say nothing because I, know. I mean, I don't have the, the experience and knowledge you do. Like, a put all that. Books and stuff you read, and and that's another thing I like about yourself. I love people who do book recommendations because you know, readers are leaders, man. You're crucial, yes. And you know, just you can't tell people that because they really can't believe you. You got to lead by example, and you know, by then it's too late. Oh, the poor guy's gonna die of cancer, or somebody's gonna get their gallbladder cut out. Yeah, you know? I know. It's like the booze is the same way, man, I drink, I drink out in the breweries, work overtime, you know, that's all that I've drank in my life, and and now older and smarter, but even, you know, just having a couple of drinks at night, the next day, it's just a sluggishness, you know, man, you feel it's it. just as easy to put that down and, have
0: a glass of water so, yeah. is like you know? Yeah. You know, I, I just yeah. thought about hey, something. i got one other question. Let me stick in this. I just thought about something when you mentioned reading, and, and obviously I'm a big reader. I love books. Here's the difference. A lot of people will go, well, I still get all kinds of information. I, I watch the media. I'm on social media all the time. The problem there is you're not controlling the information you think you're getting. You might think you're controlling it, but you're not. You might say, oh, well, no, uh, I watch CNN and Fox, so I know I'm getting both sides of the story. No, you're not. You're getting what they want you to hear. When you choose to read books, you get to control what you're going to learn. Otherwise, somebody else is controlling it for you. Yep, yep. The, the, the
14: other question is, you know, the gums, the, my gums are healed up even from, You know a lot of tobacco use in the younger years, but I've had receding gums, and that seems to healed up since I ate.
0: You know, isn't that crazy? And if you know, I not just trying to sell stuff, but if you use the dental kit that's in our store, you will be blown away by how much your oral health changes.
14: Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. But the other thing is, you know, we're talking. You you talk about the, the hunter gatherer. How, there has to be something else with vision, too. I've worn glasses ever since I was five years old. And uh, if I didn't have glasses, I would have been dead a long time ago for survival, you know. Yeah, real.
0: yeah I, I didn't see the, um, the vision advantages or, or improvements that I've heard a lot of people talk about. Um, My theory on that is, I don't know if it's right or not, but my theory is I've kind of screwed up my own vision with all the reading and screen time. And I know it's not good, but it's what I do. And I I really can't do it any other way. I know I could switch to audio, but audio just takes forever. Um, Even if I speed it up, it's still not the same as me being able to skim um, printed material. Let's... uh, Go to Iowa for the final call. Brandy, you get the last word today.
5: Thanks, Kevin. I have an easy way to get to your show. I do it all the time. Uh, the app, and at the bottom of the app is a magnifying glass. Click on it, and on the right side will be episodes. Click on that. Just scroll down to your Monday Twitter space, three hours and some odd minutes. Click on that, and there you go.
0: Excellent there's probably multiple ways and the the crazy thing is i don't know any of them i just don't use the no, app that the much I, I got
5: an android though
0: yeah um i don't need to go back on the app to listen to any of the episodes because i was there for all of them all
5: right very entertaining okay. i
0: certainly enjoy them oh good yeah. good i'm glad
5: yeah that's all
0: all right That's all we need. It looks like we're going to wrap this up today right on uh, about three hours exactly, considering I did the first five minutes by myself today and nobody was listening. Um, What do we got going on this week? Let me take a look. Uh, Oh, speaking of dental health and oral health, uh, it looks like We will uh, be talking with Trina Felber on Wednesday. She's the founder and CEO of Primal Life Organics. She is the nurse that developed all of these dental products that we have in our store. She's been on the show before. She's excellent. Um, She was the one, first time I've ever heard it, that you can heal cavities, Uh, and now I, I completely believe it when I first heard it I thought oh come on now we could heal cavities why haven't we been well we can heal everything but we haven't been so um, it's true our body can actually heal cavities get get the um, get the pH and the uh, microbiome in your mouth correct and that's when gum disease goes away and your the pockets start shrinking um, bad breath goes away and your body actually starts healing cavities and strengthening your own teeth. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, so we will talk be talking with uh, Trina on Wednesday. Other than that, it's a normal week. Tomorrow's the power hour. Wednesday's destination health, uh, Thursday rolling toe and a free-for-all Friday trucking technology and efficiency in a free-for-all. And we'll also have the three spaces, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Spaces now, Wednesday's health. Thursday is, uh, I usually try to come up with a trucking topic on Thursday. Sometimes it's a free-for-all. Fridays now are just going to be a total free-for-all. Friday's space can be anything we want to do on Friday. Kind of a fun way to end the week. So we will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy, always. Be the hard work and master the journey.